Talk Live. And we're back. Yes, it is your favorite edition of Free Talk Live, the Sunday night edition. We do things a little bit different around these parts. Y'all are in for a something different. Not different, different. Than all the other shows you hear for the rest of the week. Well. We bring it. Uh, you know, it's certainly not the same. Yes. I, I, whether that's better or worse, it's up to you. It's different. But it's definitely different by by a, a margin. Some margin. Got some unique folks around these some, parts. Some undefined... Uh, you know, amount. It's beyond the standard deviation. <laughs> it's definitely beyond the standard deviation <laughs> for certain. Uh, let's see. Uh, captain's log, star date zero eight two seven two zero two three. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the authentic Lord Reverend Doctor Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will. Joining me, Nikki and Richie Rich. Everybody, feel free to call six zero three two eight three. 6160 and tell Nikki how how much you missed her or how much you're mad at her for not appearing on last week's show. Or how much you hate me and that you liked the show better without me. That's fine, too. She's willing to listen. I am. That's the important part. That's kind of like the whole point of our show. You can call in and you can say nice things to us like Gigi, or you can say mean things to us like uh, Squidward. Squidward. (laughs) Nice. That's new. I like that. I like that. Very curmudgeon of him, too. Uh, definitely, that is a descriptor of, of Squidward. Yes. Yes. Uh, I think you have something <laughs> specially like to, to talk to him about should curmudgeon, oh. should curmudgeon decide to sure. know, rear his ugly voice. So I do my, I do my show prep, mm-hmm. and I come across a variety of different headlines and articles throughout the week. Yep. Like, I spend way too much time reading news I, I mean, you do a fantastic job. The Sunday show would be totally different without you. <laughs> yeah, uh, you find things that are impossible, maybe, for anyone else to find. It's it's quite impressive. It's, it reminds me specifically <laughs> of the olden days before the internet, okay. when uh, you could only find these things, like, standing in the checkout aisle at the grocery store, yeah. looking at the tabloids, yeah. right? The National Enquirer and The Sun and whatever those other crappy newspapers were. Right. So, but, but as I'm doing this process, right, certain articles come up and I go, Ooh, that would be interesting to mention for, you know, random caller, regular caller, a B or, you know, Squidward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So I've got one that, you know, let's just, let's, let's see what he has, what he thinks about it. If he should happen to call in and we, you know, we can discuss it, but I do that. You know, there's a lot of articles that appeal to other, other callers as well. Yeah. Whenever you find one that comes across, uh, traffic cameras and you're yeah, like oh maybe yeah. we'll you know well, share this with sarah right and, exactly and, and like to some extent like you you all post show prep and i bring show prep and, and to some extent i get to sort of pick and choose that stuff yeah. right you yes. are the captain because yeah, i'm you know and i sit first, first chair, chair privilege yeah mm-hmm. uh, so i try to you know if it's a little too wacky you know all the articles i'll try and throw something not so wacky give it a little balance just to keep it sort of on track but Sometimes we just go full whack, yep. you know, and that's we just roll with it. So 
Um, like the gentleman, or was it last week or whatever, with politicians signing baseballs, right? Like, I just threw that out there. <laughs> that was such a great I article. I threw that too, out there man. for the cabin. because like, it's my week off. Yeah. Someone's got to talk about this. And, and, so and he was you like, go. you can do it on beard or you can save it for Sunday. And I was like, I wish he'd have just called in with it, you know, because that would have been yeah. the best option. I enjoy my days off, man. I, I do I understand. other things. I just couldn't save it that long. Though, <laughs> you know what I mean? I couldn't save it for a whole nother week. Well, that, that's you why know? I gave it to you. I didn't want it to be saved for a whole nother week. It was a that, gift. It was a gift. Here's a baseball. Yes. 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 Curveball. Dick, Dick Bigger. Yes. Junior <laughs> yep. from Biggersville. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At yeah. any rate. Um, Listen to that show. Yeah, from last week. Go ahead. Find the archives over at archives.freetalklive.com uh, and listen to last week's Sunday night show. Uh, it is, it's a good show. Uh, Even without Nikki. Especially without Nikki. <laughs> Let's not be self deprecating here, Miss Sunshine. I'm sorry, Mrs. Sunshine. I'm just Ooh. kidding. Now that you're married, I got to like I am a Mrs. You know, title you appropriately. Nope. Right? I don't want to miss Mrs. Title you? Miss, miss Mrs. Title you? So officially, officially, she would be like Mrs. Roach or Ms. Sunshine. Well, or no. Roach Shine. If that's what you could call her. Sun Roach, yeah. Sun uh, Roach. No, actually, I call them Mr. and Mrs. Sunshine. Yeah. I, don't I know gotcha. That's, but that's like, informal. Like, did you take his last name? Or did he I did, take yeah. Your technically last? speaking. But, okay. All right. And so. after all the you know paperwork was said and done, he made a joke and was like, no, I guess he wasn't joking. He was kind of serious. And he's like, wow, you know, we never talked about. Both changing our lot because obviously, you know, Sunshine is not my maiden name. He's like, it's we not? never, we never talked about both changing our names to Sunshine. Like that would have been cool. Well, you and still like, can. Not too late. Yeah, like yeah I mean, you always, you always can. Yeah. 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 Hell, I might change my name if you guys want to adopt yeah. me, and I'll call you Mom. <laughs> call Roach Dad. <laughs> that would be weird. That would be weird, but yeah. if I were going to change mine, though, I'd legally change it to Captain Kickass, which it. It hasn't been. Uh, people are, you can why, hyphenate it. Why haven't you done Yeah, Captain dash, kick-ass, dash, sunshine, dash, road. And when, and when you guys are <laughs> ready many. to retire, you just open up a motel somewhere out in the wilderness. And- or start a law firm. That's okay. way too many hyphens to not be a law firm. Yeah. It was a Roach Motel joke. But thank you. I, yeah. Okay. You're welcome. They check in, but they don't check out. Right. There you go. <laughs> Uh, we titled Who's the, the proprietor around We here? titled the show tonight, Lesbian Speed Dating Canceled, and we'll get to that, but I have Why would you cancel lesbian speed dating? I, that's my question. I'm like, who is that's in like charge the, of this lesbian speed dating, and why has it been canceled? That should be broadcast on Fox. Uh, CNN, any of them. Right? I don't know about CNN. Well, it's the wrong kind of lesbians on CNN. <laughs> There's a right kind and a wrong kind? There's the ones you would see on Fox <laughs> and the ones you would see on CNN. I guess the ones on Fox are on the right. There you go. <laughs> Uh, but before we talk about any of our show prep, I want to talk about deodorant. I'm wearing some. Okay, good. I'm not. Uh, so I, sorry in I, advance. I, I That's am, okay. It smells like spaghetti. I am, or at least, oh, is that why you brought that in to cover up your stank? <laughs> yeah. your, your stench? Come on, don't call me out on it. That was supposed to be, you know, like my little secret, little strategy here. You could have just rubbed the spaghetti under your arms and you oh. know, hoped for the best. Yeah, um, I don't know if the Parmesan cheese really is conducive to good smelling body parts. Yeah, that's the natural smell of body parts. <laughs> Parmesan cheese. <laughs> I don't know. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I uh, once upon a time, Speed Stick, the brand, manufactured a just deodorant, not antiperspirant, just deodorant. Okay. That was in the scent 
of Irish Spring Soap. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Now, I use Irish Spring Soap. I so love I. the scent of Irish Spring Soap. Uh, it makes me feel clean. It makes me smell clean. Right? It's that dude uh, in front of the waterfall that got me when I was a kid. Fresh and <laughs> clean as a whistle. Right? You know, they used to do that, like, Irish. They had the fake Irish people, like, you know, dancing around the waterfall and all that crap. Uh, so at any rate. Uh, once upon a time, because I used Speed Stick or earlier on, and once upon a time I discovered this Irish Spring scented deodorant. I don't use antiperspirant because it does weird things to your pores to force them closed so that yeah. you don't sweat. And then eventually they open and you sweat anyway. And I'm like, well, what's the point of that? Or it clogs your pores, you get the rash. Right, or stuff. all sorts of acne under yeah. your arm. And yeah, it's, it's horrible for you. Don't so, do it, kids. So deodorant only. And I loved their Irish Spring scented deodorant. And I would buy it. I would buy it, you know, buy the dozen, right? Get it off Amazon, whatever, right? Uh, and then one day, it disappeared. They stopped making it. Wah, wah. Sons of guns. Yeah. I don't know why. I think it was either too popular or they didn't want to pay the intellectual property rights for the That scent. seems more likely. Right. Right. Like the contract expired. Yeah. We're no longer doing the Irish Spring they smell. They could call it something else, though. Yeah, they could. Like, like Norwegian uh, Spring, and it just smells the same, you know? Uh, Scottish yeah. Spring. Yeah. yeah. Close enough. Or Irish Republican Spring. <laughs> <laughs> Irish Republican Army Spring. <laughs> Smells like gunpowder. And napalm. So, so, at any rate, much to my chagrin, it disappeared. And I had to find a different uh, scent, flavor, if you will, of deodorant. Yep. Pit crayon, as I call it. All right. Right? Because that's kind of what it reminds me of is a crayon for your armpits. Mm-hmm. Right? So, some time goes by. And for whatever reason, uh, I'm on the Amazon recently. And like they're it's like, back. I found and th- like only sixteen left. Or no, yeah. <laughs> so you bought all of them. I bought all of them. <laughs> yeah, but they're the the mini travel size. Ones, oh, right? oh. the little four got and a half ounce That's or like, whatever. Um, right? When they can't or when they canceled when they stopped making Twinkies and people oh. were buying them on eBay for yeah. like five hundred dollars. Yes, <laughs> right. So this they made is, a whole movie about that. So did they? Is, <laughs> it was Zombieland. Was searching oh. out the last Twinkie. Yeah. Okay. That is a whole movie. I kind of just like forgot about that part about that movie. <laughs> they were on the quest for the last Twinkie. Oh, wow. Thanks, Richie Rich. You're welcome. <laughs> keeping it keeping it factual. Uh, so anyway, I buy all of them, right? And and they finally show up and I'm glad. And I open them up and I'm like, ah, this is great. And so uh, uh, it was Friday night uh, when, when I opened it and I'm like, oh, I'm going to put this on. I put it on. It smells like Irish Spring. I'm like, oh, that's great. And so I, I actually come over here. I was going to hang out with uh, Ian and uh, Bonnie. We're going to play some card games, and uh, and I notice, and I notice that like while we're, I'm like, that's not Irish Spring, and like it had worn off like quickly. Yeah, like I had only put it on like like well, I I think it's just old, and it's the yeah right. I don't think it's I don't think it's a ripoff. I don't think it's a. I think it's like yeah. the leftover, like some guy found these in the back of a storage facility or a warehouse somewhere and was like, oh, we'll put these on Amazon I'm or whatever, right? I'm surprised it starts to lose efficacy. You well, think and so, it wouldn't. So I thought maybe it's just this one container, right? Maybe yeah. it, you know, got, you know, some air in it or something, you know. Or, so I open up another container and I use it yesterday. And right about the end of Free Talk Live, before we started Beard Talk Live, I'm like, hey, that's not Irish Spring. So, like, definitely the whole batch, right? Now, the good news is I still have a use for it. It's not for... Reselling it on eBay. No, no, no. Uh, It turns out that the scent of Irish Spring uh, repels rodents. Oh, 
Okay. Yeah, because they don't like peppermint either, right? And right. I could see that being a similar So if thing. you go online and you look at like, you know, how do I DIY pest control rodent, blah, blah, blah. One of the things you're going to see very frequently is get yourself a bunch of Irish spring soap, cut it up into chunks and leave it around in the basement, in the mm-hmm. garage, in the corners where the, the rodents are getting in or wherever you see rodent activity and they won't come around. You have to, of course, replace it every so often yeah. to do that so. That sounds a lot easier than my uh, peppermint soaked cotton balls, though, that well, I leave around. I don't do that. What I've done is I've uh, a uh, industrial spray bottle I got from like mm-hmm. the Home Depot and I'll put peppermint and uh, olive oil in okay, there yeah. and I will spray around like the eaves of my front porch underneath yeah. the front porch you know sort of the perimeter of the house uh in the basement I'll, I'll use that as well I do it maybe twice a year right just to you know whatever and it seems yeah. to help I also do subscribe to a quarterly uh pest control service you kind of have to at, around here. at my house yeah you kind of do or at least did. Like, I might be getting to a point with the, the repairs that I've done to my property over the time that I've owned it to where I can probably DIY most of that stuff and okay. stop paying them every quarter. But yeah. also, that means I have to do it and be on it and responsible instead mm-hmm. of letting them. So we'll see what actually happens. But I will supplement their work with my own uh, work. And so the good news is, is that I don't have to just throw these away, right? Because I can't return them now that I've, like, opened them and used a couple of them or, you know, anything like yeah. that. Um, so what I can do though is I can you know unroll them, cut them up into chunks, and chuck them you know wherever I need them for pest control, uh, and or just carry one with you and reapply midday. That's see that's what I was thinking. I'm like, well, it's, it's a travel it's, size, so you could not, just. It, I mean, dude, it was. I swear to God, two hours later, and okay. it was done. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not. That's not even. That's not cool. First of all, okay. yeah. right? That's like I can't. That's just not going to happen. All and right. I feel like deodorant's one of those things. Like you can't. I mean, you can reapply it a couple of times, but once you're reapplying it like five times, then it's Th- just like you have a thick layer. Yeah, there's nothing. Of there's nothing worse armpits. than the smell of a human being who has already begun to stink outside of their and first application up, yeah. and then covering it up like that is yeah. that's just not it's got to be yeah. proactive man yeah you got to be clean right. first then put it on then it'll last there's a system to these yeah. to these things so at any rate don't buy the speed stock. stick old stock mm-hmm. uh you know deodorant uh only because it's going to be old they stopped making it apparently 5 years ago or more um, and I just happened upon like a guy that had some and, you know, threw it up on his Amazon reseller page or whatever. But also too, um, people, my God, use fricking deodorant. Holy crap, man. Wait, There's... did you go to a concert recently? I was just Libertarian like. meetup group. <laughs> oh. Well, okay. okay I mean, yes. I... but like, you know, just out and about on like a regular, like if you're going to go somewhere, put on some freaking deodorant. Mm-hmm. You know, be cognizant. If you're going to be in a room with people in close quarters, put on some fucking deodorant. <laughs> now, at some point, I said Captain does that like once a month, and I think he may have made it through July. Yeah, I did not make it through it's August. Hard, but you, you know? did not make it's it through just, August. Uh... I did not make you it didn't through make August. it through June. You didn't make you made it through July, but you didn't make it through August. Hey, I'm consistent, if nothing else. Yeah. Well, I had suggested at the time this was probably about June. So now it's your fault that it was like once a month yeah. at least that we had to do that, and 
You said, no, this is only like the second time this year. And I went, no, it's yeah. it's more. So now it's at least the second time this year. It probably was the second time that year. It was not. Whenever you said it. No. It's just happened more since then. It was the it was the fourth or fifth time because it was June. Whatever, Richie Rich. And it was once a month. I still have my streak going. Yeah, yeah but you show up half the time. Oh, yeah. so snap. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Did that hurt? Yeah, I'm offended. Sorry, you should be. <laughs> We missed you, Nikki. I missed you guys, too. I really do have a very fun time doing the show. Um, but I was tired. Yeah, it's, it's really That's fine. I, I know your situation, yeah. so like, it's totally fine. Yeah. But I did ask for callers to call in and give you crap. Yeah. So, like, during the show last week. So, maybe that'll happen. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe the callers are paying no attention whatsoever. Ironically, Captain is the only one that missed you, because it was my normal day off anyway. So, I was like, this yeah. is just how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, we did get, uh, of course, we had Steve Classic in here, mm-hmm. and uh, we were able to debut somebody new, uh, Off Grid Angie. All right. Uh, and uh, she was great. Uh, she's also for, uh, have a medical background. She's a mm-hmm. RN, I believe, nurse of some. She is an actually wonderful stand-in for me because I feel like we are very similar. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, we got totally lucky that she just happened yeah. to be tagging along that day and uh, able to fill your seat with her. So, uh, you know, perhaps... We'll see if, you know, if you ever need to miss another day, we'll yeah. see if she's available. Lesson I learned, think it's a great idea. You're replaceable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Do we we take calls here, don't we? Do we? We, we should. Yeah. Looks like the let's, lines are filling up. Well, let's let's go to this stinky, unscreened stinky caller, see who it is. Uh, unscreened caller, you're on Free Talk Live. What's your name? Unscreened caller going once. What's your name and what kind of deodorant do you wear? Unscreened caller going twice. Maybe your phone's muted. All right. Maybe well, he's if, mute. If you can hear Just me, like prank call please call stations. us back. <laughs> he's trying to sign us right now. It's like, oh, man. Well, let's get this one out of the way. Squidward, <laughs> you're on Free Talk Live. Sheesh, it's your boy, little skeet. What did you just hey, say? For- it's your boy, little <laughs> skeet. That's his mm-hmm. new intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's your boy. You may yeah, be boy. a boy, but you're not my boy. Is he your boy, Nikki? Nope. Richie? No. Is he your, no, no, no. You're none of our boys, so. I, I don't claim most uh, of them, but he's definitely not one of them. <laughs> uh, okay. Thanks for taking my call on uh, Free Rider Talk Live. Hey, I was going to ask you now. about that. Uh, how can you claim that I, or anybody else here, is a free rider when we've paid? You've paid? Oh, you're complaining about it. So I'm allowed You're to complain for poor stuff. So that uh, that doesn't make us free riders if we've paid. If we've paid, we're not free riders, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm talking about. Uh, All right. Well, then you gotta stop calling us free riders because we've paid. I'm I'm talking about after secession. Or why you're complaining about secession? No, you're not. You're calling in, calling us that free riders off the bat. Like, Here's the thing. I'll get into it. I think that's kind of like what I was calling. But I wanted to ask you a quick question. What's hey, wrong with being a free rider? Uh, nothing as long okay. as, uh, you don't complain about it. What? Well, if I, if I was a free rider, I would not complain about it because I'd be free riding. Yeah. You, right. So like if I sneak have... on the bus without right, paying, right. I'm not going to start making a scene and drawing attention to myself because I don't want to get kicked off the bus because you're riding for free. Because I'm riding for free. Yeah. But you guys are, um, so not only do you want to withdraw your tax payments, but you're complaining, you're, you're claiming you don't need the national defense. 
Right. Well, and, uh, yeah, I'll but, say that. No, I'm not claiming we. I'm not claiming uh, a defense of a large geographic area is not necessary. I'm claiming that it's preferable to have that provided voluntarily instead of by the force and violence of the institution known as murderment. Yeah. Then you should just. This is kind of like what I was getting to. I mean, why I called, but. Um, well, good. Stay I on mean, top of this stuff. I, I just don't want you to hang up on me after I answer this. Or well, we're going to hang up on I you. I mean, anyway. it's going to happen eventually, dude. So, yeah. you got to get over that. that. Get, get it in while you can. That's what I okay, do. Okay, so what was That's your question about the free riding again? What was your question about free riding again? Uh, how can you claim that I am yeah. a free rider when I've paid? It's been forcibly extracted. No, the, the fact that you want to withdraw your tax payments when you secede. Right. And you want to stay, and you want to stay within the borders of the U.S. So, well, so what, are we borders. supposed to dig out the geographical New Hampshire and throw it into the ocean and like create we'll, a floating yeah. island? No, like, no, no. What no. Do you want us we'll to we'll do? mount uh, <laughs> aircraft <laughs> engines underneath. Like we'll drill, yeah. we'll cut, we'll cut yeah. the entire entire state of New Hampshire out, probably about thirty feet down. Yeah, that and then we'll mount like aircraft engines yeah. underneath it, and we will just float yeah. the entire state in the sky, yeah. creating a cloud state of yeah. New Hampshire. The first cloud state to ever exist that's a great idea yeah then, then i wouldn't have then i wouldn't have a problem with it other than the fact that uh, if you're forcing if your claim if your uh, claim nap is your principal then you're forcing the others that don't want to go with you into that island so th- just those two facts i mean well if they know, opt into it we wouldn't be forcing anyone i still don't see how guys- if you secede from the united states right that you are still within the geographic boundaries of the united states right like by default by stay- definition you were no longer within those boundaries, right? You have well, you, seceded I mean from the, I mean the coastline of nor, uh, the North America that makes up the United States, you're within that. You know, I don't so, but, but, we but that's not, not, like, have you ever seen Europe before? Yeah, you I know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like the, o- the only thing that would change in that case is Maine would be more like Alaska, right? They, they would be separated yeah. from the geographic borders of the United States, much like Alaska separated from the geographic borders of the continental United States. Yep. Right? Sorry, I, I suck with geography, so I well, don't know what you're talking about. There, yeah, me too. I, things. Last night I wondered why this article, an article we were covering, was coming from Buenos Aires when the article was about a guy from Argentina. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm horrible at geography, apparently. <laughs> so, yeah, all you, all you have to do is uh, renounce your citizenship and move out. That's it. Uh, well, why do you, I don't want to move you, out, though. No, well, that's and they not, covered that last yeah. night, too. Yeah, that's that's not all you have to do. Uh, and, hey, thanks for the call. Uh, in fact, the government charges you uh, extreme amounts of money to renounce your citizenship, which you never opted into in the first place. And there is no place on planet Earth that is not claimed by a government. So moving from one slave plantation to another slave plantation makes no sense. Thank you, Squidward. This is Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is coming up. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Unfortunately, due to government meddling, the company that partnered with Dash to offer Dash Direct is leaving the crypto business. However, they weren't the only provider of discounted gift cards for Dash. BitRefill.com has been accepting Dash for years and has a ton of big-name retailers and brands, including grocers, gas stations, phone refills, Amazon, and even prepaid MasterCards. You could actually live off your Dash using BitRefill.com. Plus, many of their gift cards come with a discount. 
Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org. says with almost enthusiasm i'll give you a b plus and we're back okay it's a c minus now <laughs> what would you have to do to fail it be like, f and deodorant you have to be like yeah <laughs> you have to be like and yep <laughs> you just go, and yep you just go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep here we are six zero three two eight three Six one six zero. You guys are awesome. Six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. It's free talk live. Uh, who are you? I'm Richard Rich. Who's she? I'm Nikki. Who's he? I'm Richard Rich still. Who's she? She's still Nikki. Who am I? You're the captain. Okay. All we're, right. We're here. Who are they? Ooh, they are callers and right. listeners. Very well. Uh, free talk live listeners. Specifically, we are asking you for a favor. As you perhaps already know, Ian Freeman, this show's founder, was recently convicted of victimless crimes. That's right. Even the courts themselves admit there was no victim. (laughs) He's facing up to 20 years in prison. We can argue all day as if to, you know, was the jury right or wrong, but that's not going to get us anywhere. What will be helpful is for you to write a letter to the Honorable Joseph LaPlante about Ian's character, how he has helped the community. Why you think he deserves a light sentence. How he's helped you. Also saying things about yourself that give your opinion weight with the government might be helpful. Such as if you, you know, were in the military or if you, uh, were, you know, did any type of public service. Things of this can have an impact. If you held office perhaps. Something like that would be something to mention. Ian is a selfless man that has always tried to do what he thinks is right. And it would be a tragedy if he had to spend any time at all in prison. We need these letters quickly, so don't put it off. Send your letter for Ian Freeman to 63 Emerald Street, number 610, Keene, New Hampshire, 03431. If you didn't get this address written down, that's okay. All the info you need can be found at letters.freetalklive.com. That's letters.freetalklive.com. Let's go right into your calls. Unscreened caller, you're on Free Talk Live. What's your name? I'm not on screen. This is Gigi in Charleston. Hi, Gigi. Hi, everybody. I'm hey. calling on my cell phone. Can you Number can you just back back away from the cell phone a little I bit, wear Gigi? Gigi. Gigi. Yes. Can you back yes. away from the phone a little bit? You're overmodulating. Oh, I beg your pardon. How is this? That's much better. Thank you. Go ahead. Please excuse me. It's my enthusiasm for calling in. We love your enthusiasm. I love your enthusiasm. You know I'm always spunky, and I love the show. (laughs) Right, so don't dumb that down at all. Just back away from the microphone an inch. (laughs) And, Richie, this is good for you because I remember you said on a show many, many months ago that you were born and raised in Hawaii. That is correct. Correct. Yes, sir. I have a problem. First of all, I'm proud to say 
let me backtrack a step. I wear Mitchum deodorant. <laughs> okay. That's old school. It keeps away the bad, funky smell, and I always wear Chanel number no. 5. And Classy. I need to be covered in every orifice of this body. <laughs> All right. I knew you guys would crack up. <laughs> My beef currently is how come Ukrainian pilots who are flown from so far away coming into the United States in various locations to be trained in fighting using F-16s as well as English. However, there seems to be a major problem in FEMA getting supplies and food and medicine and all kinds of important needs for the men, women, and children that were affected in the indigenous communities, primarily indigenous, on the island of Maui. What is taking so long? That's a great question. And I, I, I saw a post on Facebook that was saying, oh, I see no one has changed their profile pictures to the Hawaiian flag. Yeah. Did the news not tell you to do that? Are Except we for only, like Steve Classic. You know? seen- yeah. Well, because, you know, he's going to be the only one. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Who stands with Hawaii? Doesn't anyone stand with Hawaii? We have so much money going to Ukraine for their war. What about our own communities at home? Oh, the government doesn't care. Yeah, that's that's the quick answer. That's not a good answer. I, I know it's not a good answer. It's the truth, though, unfortunately. But, yeah. well, I'm okay. not saying it to be disrespectful to any of you, but well, it just really, really bothers me. I'll say it to be disrespectful, then. Uh, why are we relying well, Richie, on the government? You grew up in Hawaii. Talk to me, please. I don't know what you want to do. Well, I don't know what you want me to say. Number one, I don't have any family on Maui, so I'm like zeroly affected by this. Uh, number two, from a libertarian standpoint, right? We don't want FEMA involved anyway, right? It's it's not it's not for the government to handle. So what what could have been done leading up to it, and what should you do well, in your local community? Unfortunately, this is our national. Uh, entity, so to speak, that is supposed to attend to the aftermath of emergencies. Yeah, yeah. supposed so to, but they don't, and they've never done. Upon in an emergency. Well, that's what I'm saying. You got to if in, if you're concerned about this in your local community, right? Start organizing something there that won't rely on FEMA. Right. And what could be done for the people in Hawaii who have been affected by this is uh, someone could take it upon themselves to organize something, I don't know, GoFundMe, a Patreon page, Whatever. something, some sort of a thing, and just rely on the people who actually care about those who are affected to do something, whether it's donate, whether it's flying well, there to help rebuild. That is a very interesting comment right? all of you are making, and I say this with great respect because it reminds me of the lessons that Malcolm X was preaching to the African-American community. Rely upon yourselves from within. Yeah. And, and that, that, Absolutely. Goes, that goes for, number one, that goes for any community. Number two, again, what happens with FEMA is when the locals start to organize, right, FEMA stops them, right? They, they try to bring in stuff from outside and, you know, whatever they can do and bring it on in. Yep. And the government goes like, no, we're managing this. We've got take your bottles of water and canned food and stick it, 
Right. Yeah. But we're we are in control, and they make it worse. Yeah, and that's kind of what they do with everything, right? So, like, say if I were to just you know grassroots organize something for homeless people, for example, right. yep. if I started donating, you know, like gearing up money and and supplies for homeless people, the state would come and be like, nope, this is unauthorized activity. Even though you're helping, we have to do all of these other things. We've, that, we've covered you know, stories multiple times on Free Talk Live where... This is very true. Yeah, we, we've covered stories where like uh, a ministry, a, a church, will legitimately get people to donate and come and volunteer yeah. to feed the homeless in a park and get shut down by police yep. because they didn't buy a permit. Oh, that's right, because they don't want them in a park or a parking lot being fed so and if, if you want to look into like one of the biggest economic problems that hawaii has overall and it's exacerbated by crises like this uh go read about the jones act oh yes yes touche very good point i right. learned about this this past week on npr there you go so where yes, you want you, you can bring well, in all those supplies from wherever you want Right, you, you, whoever wants it, but the ships can't dock legally, right? So yes, one one more government roadblock in the way. Question. But we appreciate you. Did you have anything else to say, Gigi? Gigi, guess not. Hello? We didn't even get a chance to hang up on like Gigi? Squidward. No, like it says her she hung up phone's on still us. active. Oh, I didn't hear a click. Okay, Gigi. I guess she must be done. All right. Well, hey, thanks for the call, Gigi. We appreciate you. Um, yeah, like, she's right about the Malcolm X stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, like, and that is, like, one of the most libertarian things that I can think of is, like, look. Self-organizing from a grassroots level and helping your neighbors. Yeah. Look, uh, the government isn't going to help you despite their many named agencies. Let's just talk about FEMA. Federal Emergency Management what are they, administration? Agency, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Whatever they are. Um, our job is to manage this emergency. No, it isn't. <laughs> your they job get in is, the way. Your, your job is to get in the way of other people trying to help other every, people. Every national emergency that FEMA like is a part of, they make it worse. Yeah. Before they help at all, they make it worse. Right. The, the uh, Hurricane Katrina right in New Orleans, FEMA made it worse. The whatever happened in Puerto Rico, FEMA makes it worse. Like you, you name your national emergency, and the FEMA response is terrible. I mean, that's true to all government services, though. I get it, but she you was know. specifically asking about FEMA. Yeah, no, no, of course. Right. But so don't don't rely on FEMA. Yeah, right. You can you can learn your lesson from this and all the others by planning ahead. Now, should you fail to plan ahead? Right, like just like old people relying on Social Security to get by, right? It's not going to be there when you need it, and if it's not going to be there when you need it, you're going to get screwed. And the yeah. only way to not get screwed is to plan ahead and be prepared. And I do, I understand Gigi's frustration, and other people have voiced their frustration too, specifically about sending a ton of money to Ukraine and then not really being there for Hawaii. Like, it does really feel like yeah. some weird double standard. And it's not a mistake. And, you know, Biden's just going to repl- uh, blame it on the Republicans for shutting whatever bill or however they handle that, sh- for shutting it down. But there were other, you know, so it's yeah. it's this weird political circus thing where there's so many hidden things and it's just impossible to get things done. It's impossible to get the two sides to agree. 
and it's just a completely broken system and it just yeah. doesn't work. It's it, never going to benefit anybody. It's the people that go like, well, if you just cut the military spending budget, then you could help all the homeless people. Yeah, I don't want you like, to do that either. All right, just <laughs> give me my money back. Yeah. Give everyone their money back and let the market sort it out. That's, you know, so so I'm against them sending money to Ukraine, right? Because it affects my bottom line. Uh, I'm against, you know, FEMA assistance anywhere uh, because, number one, why? If you want to help Hawaii, right, fine, figure it out, right? There's other ways to do it. But why should tax money from a dude in Nebraska go to help out Lahaina Maui? Well, because we're supposed to be a nation. No. He doesn't care. He just wants his money, right? Mm-hmm. He he ought to have that choice on his own to help out, you know, his countrymen, right? Or not. But it shouldn't be forcibly extracted from him to pay for them. No matter how bad the devastation, and it's bad, yeah. right? That's that's not how you handle it. It's got to be done another way. Voluntarily, through community organization, um, and preemptively. Right, you got to do yeah. it ahead of time. Be prepared. That's prepared. That's preparedness. Or don't set it on fire in the first place. Well, if you want to get yeah, into I conspiracy mean, theories, uh, and so many things, you know, are apparently uh, supposedly responsible for that catastrophe. Not it's a lot of coincidences. Not just right. Yeah, too many of them for my taste. Uh, not just. You know, oh, some fires started, but there were apparently three fires that all sort of happened simultaneously. Oh, kind of like in Canada. It's almost like when catastrophes happen, it's usually the Fed trying to murder their own people and steal land or whatever they're trying to do or pass legislation. Yeah. See, we have to do this. Look at global warming. Hawaii's on fire. Oh, okay. Really? The the lack of uh, maintenance. On the shrubbery and brushes. Federal land. Federal land. Uh, well, and the then, lack of maintenance there. Yeah. Federal land and forewarned. Yeah. Right? There's this invasive species yes. that burns really quickly. It's pervading your federal land. Something ought to be done. Otherwise, this could happen. Yeah. And they hear and that and they're like, oh, done. we should set it on fire and use this for some sort of benefit. And, and then, of course, the, the thing that just really burns my behind is the whole like people trying to get away and, and then not being they able close to? the road and turn people back. Yeah. Tell them they can't cross. They must go back toward the That's fire. Murder. There are power lines down up ahead. You must not go this way. The one okay. way. Well, behind is on fire. So it yep. looks yep. like either way I'm going to die. I take think I take my chances I, I over think, there. I think I'm running the barricade at this point. I, I'm surprised that didn't happen. No, people did. Oh, did they? People. They have to. I people, mean, like. People that ignored the warning and went around the barricade yeah. survived. Jeez. And people who were turned around may or may not have perished. And this is like, okay, so how are we supposed to believe that this, even if, okay, obviously, like the setting of the fires. Oh, is, and they didn't no, um, it's still light a theory. the sirens either. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they tried to and they didn't work. Well, and then I, I saw a maybe. interview from a firefighter who was trying to use the water to, and he said it, it was dry. Right. They turned it he, off. Yes. Yeah. So it was turned off and he... From his experience, he just said, I looked at my wife, I was in utter disbelief, I was horrified, and I. he just said, there's nothing I can do, we just have to leave. So the water pressure, that came out too, right? The, the water pressure, they didn't want to take it away from other communities 
to take care of this business. Like, well, they need to water their lawn, so we can't. Yeah, so we can't fight this fire Fight, that's right. burning people's property yeah. to the ground. Now, I did. I did watch a little a clip of the press conference. Like, I think right. the lawns could have waited a week. Yeah, yeah, guarantee. You know, get the water. Like, take if you're going to be if you're going to be a community, right? Take care of the emergency yeah, first. Right? Also. It's a frickin' island. It's surrounded by frickin' water. I don't care if it's salt water or not. Dump a pump into the nearest body of water and start spraying it on the fire. You would think. But I will, I will also say this. I watched the press conference uh, where the CBS guy like asked the emergency management dude about the sirens. And here's what I know from growing up there. Right? He says, like, well, why didn't you turn on the emergency sirens? Yeah. And he said, because our people, our citizens are trained... That when they hear the sirens to head toward the mountains, and I lived there for like 30-something years, I did not go to any training where they told me to head (laughs) toward the mountains. There was no mountain head towards training? It's an emergency siren. What you do when the emergency siren goes off is you find the news source. Right, yeah. you turn on the TV, you turn on the radio. Right. This is a test of the emergency broadcast system, right? It's not even a system, test, right? Yeah. right? It's yeah. the actual emergency right. broadcast, right? When it's and for you, real, and you find out what's going on, right? Right. So it goes like our people were trained to head toward the mountains, and we didn't want them to do that. No, we're not. No one got trained to head toward the mountains. What does it call it? Civil defense? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, is civil defense. Yeah, yeah, okay. But either way, like that training doesn't happen. So I immediately knew he was lying, and I would not trust anything else that came out of his mouth. Right, the siren, the sirens ring, yeah, and you find out what's going on, right, and then when you turn on the TV, they go like, "There's a fire coming down the mountains," right, like get out of Lahaina, right. or something has erupted, or, or there's a tsunami, yeah. or whatever, right, whatever yeah. it is, right. But in this case, like, there's a fire, don't go toward the mountains, right, yeah. right. But you hear the sirens, so even like, on even on the west coast in the Seattle area, they have uh, tsunami. Uh, sirens, but they are they double as earthquake sirens as there well. You go. Mm-hmm. So if either of those two things happen, they're supposedly going to set these things off, so people know to hey something's going on. You should yeah. find out, find what out what's and, going and on and take appropriate action. So right. so you're saying it doesn't make sense if there's a tsunami. It doesn't make sense to just not use it because oh well, all these people are going to think it's an earthquake. If I'm sleeping yeah. and there's a legit emergency. I want to be able to wake up, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, that is what the sirens are for, to alert people that something is going on. Or or send us a text message like you did with the missile. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. If right. you can wake everybody up and scare everyone with an inbound missile from North Korea, right? Right. you can sound the sirens and text everyone that it's a fire. Yeah, phone. how come the emergency text didn't go Oh, up? good question, Captain. I wish I had a good answer for you. Yeah. Because, just... because status are incompetent. Well... That is probably the accurate answer. Either that or they're uh, conspiratorial. Yeah. Perhaps both. I'm not saying it's a conspiracy. I'm just saying there's a lot of coincidences that lead one to believe that it is. Uh, Let's go to more of your calls and thoughts. We've got Bad Slave calling from New Hampshire. Bad Slave, you're on Free Talk Live. Well, Captain, thank you for taking the call. Yeah, what's on your mind? Uh, I'm I'm happy to be here. um, I just want to say that this whole Maui thing looks as if it was some kind of evil experiment. It does, doesn't it? You know. We know. And, and, um, you know, the governments, uh, you know, involved, and it's always governments, it's always, you know, from the local county 
state, central. It's corrupt you know, all the way up the chain. Up the chain, right? And and uh, and the the only answer that we have, and and this needs to be understood. Is that it was it was listed in in uh, the Declaration of Independence or the preamble of the I can't remember which of the uh, you know uh, the Constitution. No, we don't. It, it was listed that uh, you know no, we don't. if we don't have you know if we're not getting from our government what was promised us is protection of rights alter or abolish yeah when governments become destructive to these end is the right of the people to alter or abolish yeah unfortunately right. it goes on to say and, and form a new government and so on yada, yada. and and so that means individuals uh have to you know you know in a in a way that can be reported broadly that uh, they do no longer consent. Uh, that's what I'm doing. I, I, first of all, I never gave my consent, uh, and so they can't provide any evidence that I ever did. So I don't need them to need to withdraw it. Right. Since I never gave it, there's no need for me to withdraw it. Uh, and like, I do not consent at all. If somebody came to me today and said, "Hey, I've got a great idea. Here's how we're going to organize and manage society." We're going to form a group of a small group of people uh, where one guy gets replaced every four years, but the rest of it sort of remains intact. And we're going to forcibly extract money from everybody. They have no choice. We're just going to do it. And then we're going to use that to create the largest empire the earth has ever seen. I'd be like, no, I do not consent. You're like, isn't that the plot of Star Wars? (laughs) It is the plot of Star Wars, as a matter of fact. I'm tired of pretending it's not. I've seen this. That's life. Yes, I well, you know, I, I it, but but somehow there needs to be a count, you know, of of no, people just just throw it away, that, you know. Well, just start over. Oh, the the thing is, draft is that, a document, man, and take it door to door and get signatures. It's just hard because it seems like so many people just, and even the people who, are like, you know, a lot of conservatives after COVID, they're like, oh, no, this is an outrage. We need to fix the government, and it's yeah. like, okay, well, you can't fix it because it's not broken. Like this is, it's working as designed. Yeah, it's literally working as designed. It's you know, I don't get me wrong. I'm sure it's gotten a lot worse in the past two hundred years. But there's so many people who just can't fathom a world without government. Like, they, they can't fathom to not be controlled in some way, shape, or form. And I'm, unfortunately, that appears to be the majority of the people in the United States. Sadly. Either that or they are just completely oblivious. They don't care. They they have no clue what's actually going on. And then the other half are like, we need more government. Like, the liberals are like, no, we need more. More tax dollars, you know. The, the people who pay attention no. focus too much on alter and not enough on abolish. Yeah. yeah. That's but, but what But what occurs, what can occur, is that that, that significant minority can, can, you know, make it clear that we do not consent. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're trying. 
you can, you can do that, but you have to be able to defend your position. And I don't mean like your philosophical position. I mean, if you're, if you're going to declare secession and like, I'm not going to pay, yeah. right. It's going to get violent and you have to be able to defend yourself. All, all the more reason yeah. for a concentration yeah. of people. Right? Exactly. So somewhere between, you know, 10 and 20% of the people, which I think there clearly are. I don't know about 10 or 20%, man. At least not here. Huh? I don't think there's 20 or 10 or 20% of like anti statists here in New Hampshire. Bad Slave, thanks for the call. We appreciate you. 603 283 6160. And I shouldn't need that many people to like set myself free. No. Uh, in fact, you should just be able to go, I am a free man and uh, I do what I want as long as I don't harm anybody or anybody else's property. And then you got to defend it. 603-283-6160. What do you think the requirements are to be a free person in this world? Give us a call. Let us know. Protection. Eleutheromania. The insatiable desire for freedom. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. Tried to do the like the choir director thing, where like oh, we're going up here, yep. or no, we're go- no, we're keeping it. Right uh, yeah, here. I just, I, I just gave yeah. up. I did PE. Like, choir. sorry, I'm not participating sorry. in this I, anymore. I always feel like whenever you bring that in, you're drinking a my big, moonshine. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it is, and then I get jealous because I didn't like. <laughs> while I have this mystery container that I could put any fluid in, it's always got water. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know if I've ever told this story on the show, but I used to, I, I have real Nikki, water bottles now. tell us now. a story. I will. Down in Copperhead so, Road. <laughs> so um, I have real water bottles now, so I don't do this as much, but for a very long time, I've just been using these big glass mason jars yeah. and, you know, whatever, regular screw chop lid. Mason so it, jars it does. are a thing, man. They it come really, with so many different varieties of lids. Yeah. Um, and it really does look like moonshine when you carry it around. Like the clear fluid, it just looks like moonshine. So I was at Christmas and I brought my own water. So I'm just sitting there talking to my cousin. He's like, hey, can I get a sip of that? And I'm like, I, it, it, it took me a second to kind of click. And I was just like, weird, like strange, confused face. Yeah, sure. Like, I don't even, of course you can have a sip, but like. Of my water? <laughs> why? And then he's like, wait. He saw my con- my visible confusion was like, wait, is that moonshine? That's moonshine, isn't it? Uh, I'm like, oh, no, that's just water. Gonna be he's so like, oh, okay. I'm just really confused why you're drinking a jar of water. You should have just been like, yeah, get a shot glass. Yeah. Right? And then poured him a shot. And I'm going to yeah. see your face. Right, and then when he takes it and he's like holding his breath, and you're yeah, like, yeah, very underwhelmed. Yeah, you're like, ha ha. 
Uh-huh. I, that's what I would have done. You drank my water. If I were fast enough to think of that. I usually yeah. think of these awesome things after it's, you <laughs> yeah. know. George Costanza effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, oh, you know what I should have done? I'm going back to say it. Yeah. Getting it back. Yeah, it, it never works. No. 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 There was one time we were all going out, and I generally, I don't drink, but I do drink Fireball. And Captain, you have gifted That's me right. some that you have gifted me some that still remains undrunk. Was it the right kind? Yes. Okay. It was good. Right. I just wanted to make sure. I think we covered this. Already, yes. But anyway, but we we were all going out, right? And like you know, the 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 dude we were with, you know, he like pulls a flask out of his pocket. And he's like, you know, tries to pass him, and like, dude, I don't I don't really drink, but you know, I would drink some Fireball, and he kind of like pulls it back, then he hands it back to me again. I'm like, are you messing with me? You know, like, or is or is there Fireball in there? And we're on the same page all of a sudden. Yeah. It's like, you got to you gotta find out. <laughs> so I took a swig. Sure enough, he had fireball in his flask. And he, was <laughs> yeah. was awesome. okay. <laughs> he had to think, like, no, and he took it back and he's like, wait a minute. Yeah. This is fireball. No, no. He, you know, it's like, it was the move on his part. Like, oh, nope. Oh, but here you go anyway. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> That's what awesome. are you doing carrying around fireball in a flask? Uh, right. <laughs> we will get around to talking about lesbian speed dating, and perhaps we'll even get to our number two story tonight. We have more the on deck as story. well. Uh, but we are a live call-in radio talk program called Free Talk Live, uh, and you are listening to Richie Rich, Nikki Sunshine, and the Captain. We're going to go to more of your calls and thoughts. It's Major Pain from Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Yes. It's on your mind. Yeah, on the uh, on the whole Hawaiian thing, or on, on the fire on Maui. Richie, what was the name of that town? Lahaina. Lahaina. Evidently, that was the ancient seat of the Hawaiian kings. I heard an interview of a curator of a museum that got burnt down, and there's some very interesting artifacts that that fire took. I don't know who was the original... Um, conqueror so to speak occupier of the hawaiian islands that the king cut a deal with but he cut a deal that you know his people and and his ancestors would have this land perpetually and uh the the, the, the curator had some ancient documents that were the treaty signed by the king and i'm thinking probably britain because if this stood up under law which it evidently did it would have to be, you know, at least apply, applicable to Blackstone's law or something, because Amer- it's it's American now. But you know, at the time of Britain was the sovereign, they might honor it. I don't know. But anyway, this curator had already helped. Oh, I don't know, four, seven different families recoup, re- recoup their ancestral lands. Okay. And with the burning of these documents, that's no longer possible. Ah. And then, I mean, you guys touched on all the different things about the, the the fire. I mean, they had a monitoring station, and purportedly there were seven different hot spots that showed up on the wires that night, mm-hmm. but they never shut them down. Now, the air raid sirens, I'm sure, have been turned over to electric power, but they never turned them on. And then there's the debacle of the water. Well, what really turned the light on for me just a couple days ago, I heard that the government has put in a, an offer to buy all the land. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Richie was saying that uh, it's surrounded by federal land. So, yeah, Uncle Sam wants that island. The I mean, they took it once. There's, 
Now they got to take it from themselves. It's, we- like, it's, it's a weird. It's a weird concept. And, right? and what are they going to do with it once they have it? Well, force people from home ownership into renters, right? Like that's that's the that's the apparent steal in this. Okay, but um, to my Hawaii's knowledge, expensive. I understand, but like the government would need to acquire it and then sell it to some corporation in order for them to build housing and make it into residential. Like the government can't do that themselves. So above board. Okay, so one of the things. Okay, so for you, Captain, one of the things you have to remember is a lot of us are here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Right? I remember that, yes. Okay. And what you, but I don't know if you know this, early on they took a vote. Yes. Okay. And there was only two states excluded from that vote because the governments were too corrupt and the members oh, of the Free oh, State yeah. Project didn't think that they could make any headway. Hawaii's got to be one of them. Hawaii was one of them. What's the other one? Uh, Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Yeah. <laughs> that feels so okay. random. All right. But- so well, when you when you talk about like well they got to sell it to somebody yeah. they've got friends it's a whole corrupt network sure, of you know, cronies no, no I, I get it but yeah. like but who who cares well and I guess in the end you'll want to follow the money yeah right because that's what will tell you what really happened is follow the money you guys are kind of overlooking the whole point of what I was talking about this curator had already established legal footings for the, all of the you know, ancestors of the tribe and the king to yeah. recoup their ancestral lands. No, we're not over, we're not overlooking it. We're not overlooking it. We're saying that if you're correct and done on purpose, it's so they could usurp the land from the rightful yeah, owner and exactly. turn it over to their cronies and corporations. All they had to do was destroy the evidence and the town at the same time. Yeah. I I mean same that's shame. that's a long way I, to go about doing it, right? But they, you know, part part of the early fire was like they also said they had it under control, and then they lost control, right? Like the, I didn't the, hear that at all. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, if that's true that they said that, I mean, that's even more damning, right? Like there, there were two. There weren't. I don't want to say multiple fires because that's already the case. But they, you know, the 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 fire sparked, the firefighters attacked, right? Like, okay, we got this under control. You know, no no need to panic, everyone. Yeah, and then it got away from them. And that's when the debacle occurred. I mean, there were warnings at least earlier that day or the day before that there were extremely high winds in dry conditions. Like right. there was, you know, it was like very high fire risk. Right. So they knew that it would be a very dangerous thing. And with those high winds, I mean, like that's a recipe for fire spreading incredibly right. quickly. That's the warning know? that they got preemptively yes when the when the uh when the invasive grass species started to invade yeah right like this grass is highly flammable and you know high winds with a passing hurricane could set off a fire you should do something and the federal government did nothing and then so that comes to pass they try to put it out they fail it gets away you know Hey, uh, Major, what's your take on how come folks didn't get a uh, emergency text message on their cell phones? Well, that's another hmm. Hmm. Right? But uh, the, the, the grass fire but, uh, you're talking about out west, there's a grass that they call, I don't know if it's what the scientific name is, but they call it greasy grass because okay. it burns like it's covered with grease. Hmm. And uh, it's an invasive, an invasive species, just like this yeah. one out there in Hawaii. It was probably an old pineapple field or something that the Fed stole fifty years ago, and now it's just covered with nothing because the Fed won't let you do nothing. Yeah. Either way, 
it was preventable a priori, right? Like prior to anything that happened, yeah. they could have prevented anything by just taking the recommendations of the people who are, you know, for whatever reason, monitoring these situations. Well, I haven't seen the fire pattern, but you say it started in three different points. And if those three different points were like on old fields that ran 20 miles down the mountain that were full of this purported greasy grass I'm talking about, um, that would be definite signs of intent. Well, the, the intent was not taking care of the grass when they knew it was invasive. And they knew that yeah. with high winds, it could be a fire risk. There, there, there's, there's just too many bits and pieces to deny that. I mean, this damn thing was on purpose. There's a, it's a lot of coincidences lining up to, to yeah. move people in that direction, certainly. Yeah. Oh, and let's not forget that uh, they still haven't released the Epstein client list. <laughs> yep. Oh, they so- never will, dude. I saw a, I forget what major news source it was on. I feel like it was either on ABC or CNN. But uh, it was an article about why people always come up with conspiracy theories after natural disasters. And it was, I didn't actually read it, but I'm sure you could assume. Yeah. Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, I'm sure you could assume what the content of the article was on. Oh, they're just, you know. Trying to come up with explanations, those crazy, silly people and, you know, totally blowing it off when it's like, no, anyone with a brain that is paying attention can clearly see that this is sketchy, that very many things that are going on, shootings, natural disasters, whatever, this is all incredibly sketchy. They just want to demonize people that have pattern recognition. Yes, absolutely. But even with HARP, right, you don't need a space laser when a match will do. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like the yeah. grass is already there. The hurricane's passing. You flick it. Doesn't it doesn't take done. much. Yeah. You could throw a cigarette butt. Yeah. It, you know, and it would f- catch. Major. So. Major. Yeah. Assume is the first acronym that I remember. Oh, assume. No, no, you know what? How, how is it? it makes an ass out of you and me. I can't remember. Yeah, what but that's not an acronym. An acronym is where each letter stands for a word. Right. 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 It's kind of a reverse acronym, I guess. <laughs> not even a reverse <laughs> Each word does not stand for a letter. That, it was before the call letters weren't all used for government agencies. Yeah, yeah. Well, sadly, they are now. And there's so many. I mean, the it's joke is, yeah, the joke is alphabet agencies because they all come up with these acronyms for whatever the heck the new agency is. And and the problem with these government agencies outside of the fact that government exists, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when they come up with a, a new agency for something, that agency then needs to justify its existence in order to keep getting paid. Yep. And if they don't justify their existence, their department will go away. Maybe. Maybe. That rarely happens. But well, it rarely happens because these departments are now reverse incentivized to prevent the problem that they were put there to affect and instead perpetuate it so that they maintain their employment. Like FEMA, for example. Or the TSA, for example. Yeah. Remember TSA was just supposed to be temporary? I remember like one dude took off his shoe or tried to light his shoe on fire, and for the rest of our lives we'll have to like walk, through the, walk through the airport barefoot. Yep. It's so funny, off. and they don't do that in other countries. No, I forget don't. where I was. I was in Mexico or somewhere that I was traveling. Yeah. 
And I took my shoes off because I'm, you know, a brainwashed American. Stupid American. And they looked at me and was like, oh my gosh, put your shoes back on, you sicko. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm from America. Uh, public service <laughs> public service message. They do make foot deodorant too, just in case you're wondering. Yeah, I don't know if I am in the market for that. but <laughs> Yet. Well, you, I, you guys brought up FEMA. I got a good FEMA story. You remember when the hurricane hit New Orleans? Yes. And yep. everything for... You know, 300 miles around was flooded because it's all a very low basin. Yep. A buddy of mine who's now dead uh, had a subcontract with the the Coast Guard. He was the local search and rescue guy up in Rogers City. If there was a a catastrophe, they would call him. And he'd go out and and he'd rescue, you know, sailboats stranded on reefs and all kinds of stuff like that. He had scuba diving business. But anyway, when that hurricane happened, him and two other 2,000, 3,500 3, other guys just like him all took their boats and headed down to New Orleans to save all these people. Oh, yeah. You know? And FEMA just wasn't there. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it, 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 and, and Better that FEMA wasn't there because they would have yeah. turned them away. Yeah, exactly. They probably would have arrested all the people that were actually trying to help. I had so an article. Nine though in New York. Yeah, I had an. Blew the hell out of the town. I had an article. Came in to help. I had an article. You know? I don't have it with me today, but I did. Yeah, uh, if I hadn't said it, I had an article that talked about how uh, people uh, in the the border patrol, specifically, I think uh, in Texas, like the Gulf of Mexico area. I'm not sure exactly the area. Uh, they were told to, in fact, push people back into the water. Uh, refugees trying to escape and you know and come over and they were in fact told to just push them back because well, of families and kids and all that kind because of stuff. if they get over the border then you got to give them refugee status at least temporarily while you fill out the government paperwork to deport yeah. them yeah if they die on the mexican side because accidental drowning yeah and much then, less paperwork. and then coming back to you know the hurricane uh in the louisiana new orleans area um you know we saw Cops going door to door, confiscating people's guns. We that should saw, have been it. Yeah, that you would think. We saw cops going door to door. I remember a specific video of a, a little old lady. She was hunkered down. Her house was unaffected. She had supplies, right? She's like, no, this is my house. I'm not leaving. There's no reason for her to have left. None. Yep. Like the fl- the flood was over, the hurricane was yeah, over, like, the no, rebuild was in progress. Yeah, they're like, no, but we need you to be homeless. Yeah, like, no, no, you you got to come with us. You can't, you know, you can't keep the food you've stocked up on in order for you to get by in an emergency situation. This is prime right? supplies for you looters. Know? We got to let them have at it. Yeah, uh, and and now you must be homeless as well because we decided it. It's like that's that's just not how life should work. And how are those people not like? gang members you know what i mean like how are we going to say that the people knocking on this old woman's door trying to essentially make her homeless and steal her supplies how are those not criminals they are are. you know we'll say it they are yeah but uh, the majority of people in the united states don't recognize that of course and then they're like oh well you know it's just a all these things that are happening that you're pointing out it's just you know the minority or no well, this doesn't always happen or that was just one circumstance and it's like no what are you talking about we're pointing out hundreds if not thousands of things that the government is doing that is either corrupt we're pointing out things that cops are doing like individual cops and politicians that are doing awful evil disgusting things yeah. it's like how much more evidence do people need yeah and it's overwhelming the evidence is it's overwhelming it's overwhelming yes 
when I was more active on social media, I had one cop friend on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And active duty? Uh, yeah, former. Yeah, okay. yeah no, right. active duty. Um, I met him through something else, so I kind of, I look past it. Yeah. And I don't like we don't talk about it except yeah. when we talk about it. And so I, you know, I would have all these, you know, anti-cop does bad stuff, you know, government stories. And he would say like, well, that's just an isolated incident. Yep, the bad apples. Right. And so like, I would title, you know, daily, right, on my post for a right. new story for that day. Like, just another isolated incident, right? <laughs> if this if this happened yeah. in your area, you'd be upset. But it's happening everywhere, and it's coming to your area soon. Right. Because yeah. you can't ignore, you know, an isolated incident every day. If it's happening every day, it's a pattern. And right? it's not, not isolated. an isolated incident. And the, those, and the articles still come. I just don't post them as a, I don't post them anymore. The but they're uh, there. the philosopher yep. uh, used to post a daily defensive gun use post. Yep, because everyone would be like, "Oh well, you know, too Good many guns." Gun. About, yeah, and so daily, yep. like for like I don't know over a year or something. Yep, and I, I follow was her like, too. Yeah, that was that. That's the type of uh, uh, you know anti propaganda or reverse propaganda campaign. Yeah. Uh, that folks need to be made aware of. But her reach is so much smaller than mainstream media. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. But larger than mine. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Major? Oh, nothing. My reach, my reach is about as high as an apple. <laughs> hey, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160. Um, it, it, yes, the I, I'm calling it murderment, by the way. I made this up last night. Oh, a new portmanteau. Uh, it, I like it. Yeah, because it, like, the libertarian taxation is theft, like, phrase is, I mean, it's it's nice. I like it. I say it. Yeah. Technically, taxation is extortion. Yeah. Extortion is a type of theft. Doesn't so, roll off the tongue. Like, I mean, I like it a lot, but I don't think it's bold enough. Okay. Right? So, like, if, if I'm out and about and I'm like, oh, well, you know, you got to do what the murderment says. You know, yeah. or, oh, I'm headed down to the uh, DMV to pay the murderment my fee for owning my own car, right? Yep. You know, if you start, I, I think that that is a bolder term, at least. That's why I invented it was just because I'm like, we need something a little more, oomph, you know, something a little harsher to make people go, wait, what did he call it? You know, why do you call it murderment? Well, yeah, um, I would love to tell you. Well, because a system should be rated on its output. What is the number one thing uh, government does? Murder. Yeah. And doesn't matter what form of government, doesn't matter if it's a democratic, socialist, you know, government, if it's a republic, if it's a, yeah. you know, if it's a monarchy, whatever, doesn't matter. The idea of government results in murder. Right. First and foremost, they do a lot of it. That's yep. the most thing that they do. And you should carry that through to individuals, too. Right, like judge people not by the intent, but by the results. Yes. Yes. Not what you say, but what you do. Right. Right. Evaluate. What did this lead to? Right. A lot of people will say all sorts of stuff, yeah. and like we're starting to see the beginnings of uh, of particularly libertarians <sighs> declaring their chosen master. It's embarrassing. For, oh, for it president. makes me sick. Yeah. Yep. And like, like, are you guys serious? There's a bunch of Veckers. There's some RFKers. I haven't come up with, you know, trendy nicknames for these people like Trimpanzees, for example, or Biden bots. Uh, But I'm sure that's forthcoming. Just call them idiots. That will kind of, you know, cover it. Uh, Yeah, I can't really disagree with that. Idiots, simps, I don't know. It's like, 
and like libertarians are clamoring for non-libertarian candidates. Rama morons. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Like like you're a libertarian. There's a libertarian party that I mean, okay, sure they can't you know get it right, but That's they keep the they keep you know putting forth non-libertarian well, candidates as yeah. well so like like the libertarian you know people who claim libertarianism aren't following libertarianism well and that's the thing so people can't really always vote for a libertarian candidate and sometimes it is easier to run democrat or republican but still like you can't say that vivek's a real libertarian he's a statist well and if you're the libertarian party the last thing you should be putting up is a non-libertarian candidate I don't care yeah. how how few votes he gets. Maybe. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is coming up. The new fourth edition of Healing Our World, The Compassion of Libertarianism, will take your understanding of liberty to a deeper level and has over 1,300 updated references, new cartoons, and a forward by Dr. Ron Paul. With discounts for multiple book purchases, the fourth edition of Healing Our World is a great gift for the liberals, pragmatists, environmentalists, and Christians in your life who think libertarianism is cold-hearted. Get yours today at healing.freetalklive.com and use promo code FTL for a $5 discount. We are back. We are live. We're talking. And, well, we're probably more free than most people, I guess. At least, at least in mind and in attitude and spirit and uh, desire for the future. Uh, I, I think I speak for all of us here when, yes, individually, we want to be as free as we possibly can. But we also want that for, well, everybody else. If they want that. Uh, if they want that. Yeah. It, well, sure. Like, you could voluntarily, you know, like be somebody's you know, bitch or slave or whatever kind of thing. Uh, but I realize that in order for myself to be as free as I want, that everybody else must also be free to be as free as they want. Yeah. I struggle with that concept because I don't want my freedom to rely on that many other people yeah. who clearly don't want it. I, I struggle with it too, but right. it it seems to be the thing. Right. Or they at least need to allow me to, you know, be That's more important. as free as I want to be. There should be a place, yes. uh, uh, at least someplace, somewhere on planet Earth where people who are like, I don't need a president. I don't need a mayor. I don't need, you know, a congressman. I don't need a representative. I can represent myself in all matters, in all affairs. No problem. Uh, there should be a place where people like that can go. You want to be the president of yourself, you should be able to do so. You shouldn't need to move geographically to some location. You should just be able to be that free wherever the hell you happen to be on planet Earth. That's the rub, right? Because there, there are areas where you can be more free, but it's a, more prohibitive to survive. Yeah, it's it's degrees, right? It's like, right. oh, oh, the grass is greener on the other side of the plantation, Right. Yeah. Is like sure. like everybody like there are people who to this day uh, leave their governments to come here because right. it's more free and there's more opportunity here than there is where they're trying to escape from. But the reverse is also true. There's people from here. Uh, the amount of expats, the amount of people renouncing their citizenship goes up every year. 
right. and has for, I don't even know how long, the last 20 years or something. I get it. But if you, if you move to the northern remote areas of Alaska, yeah. right, you will be pretty much left alone. Mm-hmm. Like there's no government up there, but do you have what it takes to survive in so, the environment? Oh, but there that's, is government there. But, but that's the but thing. But they don't bother you. Like you don't have to do anything. You, you can, can be, be there. They, they, will, they will come and find out who you are. And try and it, uh, they will. Less, the less forest likely, rangers, less the likely. forest rangers will come around and they'll be like, "Hey, well, I'm not even talking about the forest. You know? Just you know, like even, um, I mean, they they have it here, right? Like the unincorporated towns, yeah. right? But this is this is the northern remote. And then even you know, we get callers from New Mexico, right? There yeah. was a, there was the documentary years ago called like Anarchism in America, yeah, right. And it's those people moved out to like the desert flats. I remember that. Yeah. One. And yeah. started build, but you got no water, so you got to go into town and interact with somebody to get water out right. there. But there was there was no police patrols, no taxes. You were you were left alone. And if you could handle that environment, right, you could theoretically be more free than you are here owning a home and paying property taxes. Right, yes. but freedom shouldn't come at the cost of sacrificing society. Like society and government, I I know you got it. Society and government are two separate things. But that's also not the reality at this time, unfortunately. Um, And I think freedom means like different things for everybody. So like as far as a lot of people are like, well, you need to move to New Hampshire. Like this is the place. And I agree. But that's just because I want to live here and I'm from here and I like it here. But this isn't the place for everybody, you know, like people, not, not everyone, like there is a, a lot of different freedoms and yes, some of them are being restricted here in New Hampshire. We are actively working towards fixing a lot of that, but you know, no matter where you go, there's going to be something restricting some freedom Right. for a lot of people. Like you mentioned, northernmost Alaska, if you're really far out there, the odds of somebody coming and bothering you is pretty slim. It yeah. might happen. Right. It's not impossible for but, forest rangers or cops or whoever to come stumble upon your homestead. But if you're out there, uh, you know, in the vast wilderness of Alaska where it's, you know, covered in snow, it's very unlikely. But for someone like me, that is going to restrict a lot of my other freedoms. Right. Sure. You know? Right. So it, it really is a broad spectrum for people. Yeah. And people just need to figure out what that means for them. Freedom should not equal, does not equal uh, isolation from society, unless that's what you want. Sure. Right? Uh, if you want to be isolated from society, well, you can already do that uh, without fighting for freedom for yourself or other so people from a, the government. Here's another idea that I propose that gets no traction. Occupy Ghost Town. Let's come back to that in just a second, because this hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash, Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending In addition to being one of the world's first cryptocurrencies, Dash was the first crypto project to have a decentralized autonomous organization that to this day continues to improve and promote Dash. Every month, 10% of the mining rewards go into a treasury. Anyone with one Dash to spend can put forward a proposal to the Dash masternodes to vote on. The masternodes vet the proposals and decide which ones move forward and are funded by the treasury. In fact, that's exactly how Free Talk Live got their sponsorship. Nowadays, DAOs are plentiful, but Dash paved the way by doing it first nearly a decade ago. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and easy to use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. And thanks to the Dash DAO 
for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. That's Dash.org. All right, let's come back to your idea, Richie Rich. Uh, Occupy Ghost Town? Uh, the buildings and infrastructure are usually already there. Yeah. Right? And if you could get, you know, a society, community, small enough people to just occupy it, mm-hmm. right, homestead it, you know, uh, squat, squat it, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. it happens to be, right, and you you can figure out a way to get the water and the electricity there, um, put up whatever tower. Like, the, the, the my thought is, and this is probably not going to pan out, right, is by the time the government notices... Right, it's already operational, right? Like, like a you know a, a smaller version of Hong Kong, mm-hmm. right? Hong Kong gets ignored by the Chinese government because it's too successful as it is, mm-hmm. and they kind of just have to pretend like you know, oh no, Hong Kong's communist too, even though it's like the most free marketplace on the planet, right? And if you can get you know your little ghost town operational and expanded, and you know infrastructure already there, and electricity turned on, and water coming in, and this and that then you could have a small town where there's a grocer and a blacksmith, you know, and a leather shop or whatever, you know, you know, out West 1800s type of stuff. Yeah. yeah. But with, you know, modern stuff, you know, the electro, the electronic store, you know, someone, someone doing currency conversion to get supplies in from the outer world type of thing. And you just haul it in, right. Disperse it, yeah. sell it, however you do it. Well, humankind is getting closer to that type of a thing being more practical. Uh, and things, uh, technology, of course, is progressing yeah. in such a way that solar power is more available mm-hmm. than ever before. So you can have things like lights at night, yep. you, you know, television, video games, you know, all, all the fun stuff, entertainment, rock and roll, right? Amplifiers and, you know, uh, audio software and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, you can make your own movies and stuff too now. I mean, that stuff's pretty easy now, or at least sure. far easier than it's ever been, uh, thanks to software. Uh, things like Starlink uh, exist now, and I, I actually am aware of a couple of people that have it and are using it. Uh, so far, so good. What is that? Starlink is satellite internet. Okay. So you don't need to be in a geographic area where like Comcast or some telephony company or cable company has fiber available. So it can kind of just go with you, you like, say, if you're nomadic wherever. or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and, like, RV people are already, they, they have a specific RV plan for, like, people who mm-hmm. want to travel around, yep. and you can get your, your internet. Now, it's it's not enough internet or stable enough at this point for you to, like, run a bunch of servers and yeah. start yeah. hosting and stuff like that. Just but, for like personal use But stuff. it is enough for you to like download some videos, listen to some music, you know, get your iTunes or whatever it is and, you know, send some emails and surf the YouTube and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I mean, you could you could also, I don't know how this would work technologically, but you could also be like the ISP provider for that community, right? Because there's, there's an article somewhere yeah. about, a, you know, the guy in his community and he wanted to get, you know, high-speed internet and Comcast said it'd be like, oh, $100,000 or whatever to run the fiber. And he went, well, I'm not paying you for that. And then he just set up his own. And yep. then he's mm-hmm. like, everyone pays him for right. internet. Right. And so I, I don't know how I don't know how the signal gets to remote areas. You need to dig a bunch of trenches and lay some fiber. Okay. It's literally plugging a cable into the remote area yeah. from the nearest area where cable already exists okay well, i'm or, sure somebody would know how to do that yeah no it's really not that difficult it's just how much is it going to cost 
can can we hire these guys for within the budget to do it? So that's a viable idea is becoming your own ISP. It's totally yeah. doable. Um, so these and then things internally, you can have the mesh network thing set up. Right. And then, um, you know, things like septic and, uh, you know, drilled wells. Well, they already exist. It's uh, likely already there because it's a ghost town. It, technology, it was there at one point. technology is at an all-time high for these things, so it's easier than ever to dig a big hole, put a, a, a kick-ass septic system in or systems that work together perhaps in, in a community variety uh, or one big one that's big enough to support the community, uh, that kind of a thing. You have to think about future expansion and stuff like that when you do this stuff. But, sure. Yeah. Um, or not. Build a wall around it. Put some turrets <laughs> up. These are our people. You're not coming in, and yeah. maybe you can come out if you want, but... No, no. You can go out if you want, but... So when are you going to start this? I'm not. What's well, your get... idea? I know, but it's I'm a good not... good idea. Why don't you do it? Because I'm not moving to a ghost town by myself. I need people on board. Oh, okay, so and when everyone do you start I... the recruitment drive? Right, and which is what I have been doing every time I mention, like, we should just occupy a ghost town, and the problem with people in general... Right, is they throw up obstacles. Yeah. They tell me why yeah. it's a bad idea and well, why it can't, can't be do done, right. yeah. rather than like working on solutions and how we can make it happen. And I don't like hanging out with those people either. Um, let me ask you a follow-up question. Okay. Is there such a ghost town in the state of New Hampshire? Um, I don't know. I haven't looked at New Hampshire, but I will Probably say... Probably not, because it is a rather small state that is extremely populated. Well... Well, not. I don't want to say extremely populated. It's densely populated compared to other places where you are more likely to find a ghost town. I would say. So, what a a a, a town big enough right now that is turning into a ghost town is like Berlin. Right? Yeah, it's, so way up there. It's way up north, and at one point in time, supposedly, right, Berlin was like the second biggest town, and they had industry up in Berlin, right, in the entire state. Yeah. Like it was huge. Is that, in like I the wonder 70s. if it's because of the Canadian border? No, it's just like they whatever it was like. Because I'm like, why would you want to live up yeah, there? Yeah, they they had some because they had industry. I think it's a mill okay. town, isn't it? Something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. Right, uh, and like that whatever the industry was that was keeping people Left. Like gone, and so it's cheap to buy. Really, I know you've no, been I looking. know, yeah, it's yeah. super cheap up it, there. But even that's getting more expensive. But the town went from like you know five figures population down to like. Four or five thousand, right? And and dwindling further still, right? So if you wanted to like you know make a movement, the structure, the structure, the infrastructure is already there to support you know a community that was once what you know fifty well, sixty thousand. That was the idea with Grafton. Yeah, correct? Gonna... they were trying to do the Freetown project, and it ended up kind of being a bit of a disaster. Is, is, is well, but Grafton, Grafton probably doesn't have the same infrastructure that Berlin does. Because yeah, Berlin more was rural, big yeah. and more industrial at one point. Yeah. Like, that stuff is still there. And right now, it's cheap. It is. Yeah. Relative relative to the rest of New Hampshire. Sure. Yes, But much absolutely. more expensive than it was a few years ago. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Right? As so, is everything. But, like, you're looking there versus Keene, like, comparing some house prices. Or oh, it's two for land. one, for sure, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah for what? Yeah, you could buy two in Berlin for what you could buy one of in the Keene area. Yeah. And they're big. Like, oh, yeah, you want a six-room, you know, yeah. six-bedroom family home? Yeah. It's only like 200000 Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, there's like 50-acre plots for like $100,000, mm-hmm. yeah. 150 something like that. So this is the recruitment drive. Let's go. Let's effing go. Well, you need a name for this thing. Occupy Ghost Town. Yeah, that sounds like Occupy Wall Street. You need something. That's, it is. <laughs> That's, I stole it. Well, maybe come up with something original. Why? Move to the it mountains. Fits. 
Well, because it should, it's like Occupy Ghost Town. Sounds like you're a foreign invading army. Well, you're gonna take over. It's because Berlin is not really a ghost town, but the 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 idea was find a ghost. There are ghost towns out there, right? Like yeah. in the desert where yeah. things used to be, sure, where everything is still up and everyone is just gone. Yeah, right. So you just move in, Nevada, and like I, Arizona. Yeah, right, and again, right. squat or homestead. Like pick your term. I don't care. You just move in, right? And you move in enough people to get some sort of industry going, yeah. right? And again, you got to you got to import stuff from the outside. So there's got to be, you know, there's a, a mediator. Um, I will say that b- back when I did like more dumb things in the name of activism, right? Like with my ex, I said like, you know, you don't have to do it with me because I need someone on the outside. Like if I'm gonna do, <laughs> yeah. if I'm gonna, right. do, if, yeah, I'm gonna do, if I'm gonna do, if I'm gonna be able to stuff, call somebody later, right? I need somebody with Mom. the bail money to come and get me. <laughs> if I'm going to do the dumb stuff in the name of activism, yep. like you can't do it too. Yeah. Right. So there has to, there has to be someone in the ghost town interfacing with the rest of society to bring in the supplies that you can't get naturally. Right. Yeah. And you have to be okay with that and not like, you know, poo on that guy for being the guy who's still like part of the real right. world. Yeah. I mean, just know your role, right? You know, I mean, that is part of free society is, I mean, somebody would need to be an ambassador. Like, let's say NH exit happened and yeah. New Hampshire became its own country, right? Well, you'd still need people, like you're saying, to interface with the rest of the world to facilitate yeah, trade. Yeah, I want to do yeah. it. Right, and to that's facilitate the thing, yeah. trade and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I like that ambassador because it's yeah. like, it's different than a politician. This is just our guy that talks to people for us. Yeah. Yeah. And we elected him kind of. Because he's, well, or you know, or you put out a job description and like, yeah, you know, this, hey, he was you know, hired for the, you know, these these particular businesses are looking to trade with yeah. other businesses, and so uh, we think Bob's got great uh, charisma, so we hired yeah. him. Bob's going to go talk to people, right? Yeah. It doesn't even need to be like an elected position. Yeah, I don't know if it was a Free Talk Live episode or another Liberty-ish uh, thing that I was listening to, but the topic came up of you know some dude in Florida that was recruiting for the Free State Project. Yeah, that like never made the move. Right, yeah. Right? But that's okay. Like, his role is to get more people to make the oh, move. He okay. can move, and then we yeah. got one mover. He's our guy on right? the outside. Or he can convince, Florida like, man. 40 other people that, to move, and that's then we get a 40 place, more people. That's a place where the Free State Project is missing out on, and that is, uh, let's call it, I, I only know this term from being in the music industry, uh, when you're an independent band, uh, back in the day, in order to spread the word about your band, yeah. right? Especially if you're on tour is you would get online and you'd find people to be part of your street team. There you go. Mm-hmm. Right? The Free State Project could use a street team in every other state. Somebody yeah. who can't make the move for one reason or another, uh, another, you know, whatever their concern, oh, it's winter or I can't my family or whatever it is. Whatever it is. But they're on board with the idea the Free State Project should be recruiting those people to be ambassadors of the Free State Project to facilitate the ideas of freedom and liberty in order to find the right types of people right. to move here. And not give them grief for not making the move, right. which too many people do. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. And that is something that I've always not really liked because I do recognize that maybe New Hampshire isn't the place for everybody. I also recognize people have families and jobs and lives. Like, and it's, you know, I'm just lucky I was already here. You know what I mean? Like, this was easy for my, my, my family's already here. I already have, you know, a really solid support network. And I think it would be unreasonable for me to look at someone that lives. Well, but you in, did move. You were in Mass, right? Yeah, so, so I, I jumped really twenty minutes from over the here, technically, right? I mean, kind of. I wasn't born She's in New England. 
I wasn't sure. born in the state of New Hampshire. But it's not called the New England Free State Fair Project, enough. right? It's called... Yeah, yeah but so I... It's, it's kind of... If I'm being honest, it's a coincidence that I'm here. Like, I didn't know about the Free State Project before I was already in the process of moving. I think it's serendipity I just that you're here. Yes. Like, I just got here and I was Good like, word. whoa, there's, there's people here and they... You know, I was actually shocked... I knew the the government was a little bit better in New Hampshire, and that was a big reason why I wanted to move. And I also just knew it was more rural, beautiful, like it had things that I wanted already. And then I got here, and I was like meeting people, and I'm like, whoa, these people are cool. Like, whoa, they they believe in what I believe in. And it was actually my best friend, Lily, who introduced me to folks in the Free State Project. And the way she described it was, these people... Believe I, that sounds weird to say, but she was like they they believe in very similar philosophies as we do. Like they believe in peace and freedom. Like you can have both things, and like there are people that think like we do. Yeah, and it was just shocking to me because I you know grew up in Mass. kind of liberal Massachusetts, you know, right over the border, but still you know I grew up I kind of a liberal high school. Yeah, and it was just like whoa, like people didn't. I couldn't fathom that other people were also like against the government and anti-state. Like I couldn't even you just fathom thought, that there would be like a large group of people. Yeah. You just like thought you were an outsider. Away. You thought you were isolated. You thought maybe perhaps they this convinced you that they, that you were crazy about an some of outcast. your ideas. Yeah. 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 An yeah, outcast, really. yeah. yeah. A black sheep, if you will. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, so. I think, uh, uh, how a lot of people felt. I know I did in Seattle. It's exactly how I felt. I was like, everybody's like, oh, crazy captain. You know, mm-hmm. ah, him and his crazy talk. You know, he's all about the Bitcoin and the freedom and what, ah, whatever. How would that free know. market even work? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Solve it for me before I get on board with what you're saying. And and it's really weird how, like, the the more I sort of awakened to the evils of the state, the worse I stood out. Like sore yeah. thumb style, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yep. Like, you know, uh, if Where's Waldo was covered in, uh, you know, I don't know, neon, <laughs> you know, uh, that was me, you know, walking around. Everybody, you know, I'm wearing my, you know, freedom T-shirts and my Bitcoin shirts and stuff like that, and people are like, oh, this guy, you know, yeah, and the Fed and you know yeah. all that kind of. I had stuff. the whole collection of like Mises T-shirts. Nice, enemy to state, privatize everything. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm on stage talking about, uh, I, I would frequently, or at least on a couple of occasions that I could remember, uh, get uh, a crowd of people, uh, you know, playing with the show. I'm like, Hey, while we're waiting for the bass player to tune up, uh, how about a F the government, everybody and everybody F the government. Right. You know? yeah. so and I'm that's like, kind of, you know, you know, typical of that scene. Right. Um, punk rock. Yeah. yeah so punk metal, metal, all that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 But it seems like, you know, people will say stuff like that. They're like, oh, yeah, screw the man. But they don't always actually believe <laughs> they, it they or very live rarely it. follow through on that sentiment. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, look at, like, let's a good example. Good, easy example that people will be able to recognize. Rage Against the Machine. What happened to Rage Against the Machine? They've always been communists. Yes. Okay, well, and in fact, it turns but I'm, out. I'm thinking of I don't know anything about them. I'm thinking about their music because I listened to their music in my youth, right? And I'm like, yeah, 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 like you know, like this is yeah. this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, apparently no, uh, not. They they became rage on behalf of the machine. Sadly, apparently they always were or, though. Or perhaps apparently they always, always were. were. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, it's and, a problem when you get to interpret the music how you want. Yeah, and and, and then they come I, out. I, it sounded it pretty clear to me. I'm sorry. It it sounded pretty clear. <laughs> I I am uh, the most disappointed by punk rock and heavy metal and rock yeah. and roll in general, yeah. uh, and even you know rap and R and B to that extent. There are so few, uh, you know, freedom oriented, uh, liberty oriented, uh, anarchist, voluntarist. Uh, you know, music people who uh, not only espouse the philosophies of freedom, but like live it, mm-hmm. right? I would have expected uh, the following genres of music to be the most rebellious. Heavy metal, thrash metal, death mm-hmm. metal, punk rock of all flavors, pop yep. punk, you know, hardcore punk, whatever. Hardcore metal, right? All these kinds of things. Uh, I would have expected these to be like the really rebellious uh, you know, no, screw the because they're already doing like DIY venues and they're all independent. Yeah. They all, you know, figure out how to distribute their music despite the challenges of not having a record label backing them for any promotion whatsoever. They book their own tours. They yeah, play it's like the you small guys are clubs. already doing this. They play the small house parties, right? It's all underground as far as that's concerned. So, like, they have infrastructure, you know, so to speak. They have community, right? And I would have expected these to be like the last people to like you know, bow out. No, instead, they all just stayed home. Yeah. yeah. And they went, well, I guess we can't play out until the government says it's okay. And I'm so disappointed. Mm-hmm. What can you do? Well, I mean, the only thing I could do was play. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, we created a stage. It was we- just you and, like, uh, who else? Uh, Donovan? And uh, who was the other guy? Oh, I can't think of it. Van Morrison. Van Morrison. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just Captain and Van Morrison now. Yeah. Speaking I mean, out like, against the man. And and like I mean, cool that there's at least some other people who were on board. It's still but disappointing like, though. But but yeah, what happened to the rebellious attitude of punk rock and rock and roll and heavy metal? It was Where fake. did that Marketing. go? It Apparently fake. it's all just that. Everyone is a freaking poser and nobody had the balls to stand with their supposed uh, you know, rebellious uh, attitude. 603-283-6160. Still to come, we've got our number two story. Free Talk Live. And- Uh, before we went to break, I mentioned that yeah, we still got to get to our number two story. But we haven't even gotten story. to our number one story yet. No, we haven't. <laughs> we haven't you got a number one before yet. you number two. Well, no, he doesn't have to. He's walked back on that already. Contrary to popular <laughs> opinion, you can... We'll do the number two story whenever Captain declares it to be so. I guess so. You can number one and number two simultaneously, in case you needed to know that. You can. Possible. Should we do that? I'll read one and you read the other. <laughs> no, let's not do that. That would be the worst. Is when you is only that bad radio? Horrible radio. Yes. <laughs> when you only number one and you start to number two, it's like oh man. Or we'll do the. We'll I didn't do, bring a newspaper if we broadcast, or my tablet. If, <laughs> <laughs> I was not, not anticipating this exactly. level of commitment. Exactly. Okay, this has happened to me. Uh, I have been so wasted on you know drugs and alcohol that I was in a very tiny bathroom. <laughs> Where, you know, the to- I sat down on the toilet, and I'm, I'm doing number one and number two, and then I had to do number three as well. And the sink was just oh, close okay. enough. Right. Clo- the sink was close enough that I could hurl into the sink. 
Yeah. Uh, in addition to what a know, taking care of my other businesses, businesses, business so, I, but yes, business 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 <laughs> nice there's a back. there's a throwback there's a callback to way back when long-term listeners to the sunday <laughs> night free talk live will remember octopodes what was the other one uh there's another word um uh abiogenesis Abio- yes yes all right so uh lesbian speed dating event canceled over transphobia oh, oh no. my gosh i'm so sick of no a venue Who are you sick of I'm sick of, I will get it out. So I'm (laughs) sick of this weird new concept that lesbians have to welcome. Like I'm not, I'm not anti-trans. Obviously one of my good friends is trans, but even Arya herself would be like, that's ridiculous to expect the typical lesbian to want to be with a trans woman because they have different body parts than they want. Right. Yes. And I don't think lesbians need to justify why they don't want to be with someone who has yeah. not what they, you know. And I don't have to justify in calling them transphobic then. Yeah. Newsflash. Uh, not everybody has to be included in everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like this should be you know, common sense to most people. You know, like if I'm a straight person and I just want to be with a dude, does that make me transphobic? That's just... Like preference. sexual preference, yeah, yeah. That's just preference. But would you, you know? be with the dude without the dude parts? Because if not, you're transphobic. Would you be with Ken? No. Okay. Would you be with Barbie? Oh, uh, are we okay. talking about the the you know the without the parts? She, yeah. The oh, you know? okay. yeah. No. No. Of no. course not. Right. No. Yeah. So, what am I going to do with that? Yeah. yeah. What's anyone going to do with that? Nothing. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Unless you're a boob guy. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Yeah, but even then, they're not anatomically correct. Okay. Right? And, you know, they're not really fun to play with. Rub it out with their feet. <laughs> I don't know what you've done with Ken and Barbie dolls in your youth. I think I just told you. <laughs> uh, I used to, uh, I would, because, like, that type of stuff belonged to my sister, I would have, oh, uh, like, G.I. Joe action figures, and they would, like, tie them up, and, like, we had them, we were burning them at, a, at the stake. Oh, right, so gosh. a bunch of little G.I. Joe soldiers were surrounded. I built this rock circle and a little stake and tied Ken and Barbie to it nice. and put a bunch of kindling and stuff. I had some like, your sister was lighter like, no! fluid. And I actually, like, somebody, some adult intervened before I got to light it on fire, Lame. sadly. Yeah, and I never got to burn Barbie and Ken. So, but, you know, I was five, eight. Yeah, I was doing boy right? stuff. You know, like in that, in that range. My sister would spend hours brushing Barbie's hair. Oh gosh, why? and her hair would get so knotted. That's why you spent hours brushing yeah. it. Why? Because that's what girls do, man. Now I just want to shave Barbie's hair into a skullet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Give Ken a mohawk. There you go. But no, because he, he didn't have real hair. It was like plastic. Yeah, it was always plastic. Yeah. I mean, there's ways. Okay. Sandpaper, duct tape, paper mache, right? There's ways. All right. <laughs> Very creative of you. A venue manager suggested the meetup group fell short on inclusivity this is from but uh, it's an exclusive event you have to be a lesbian yeah it's like are you are straight guys gonna show up to the lesbian meetup and and do they they might like lesbians but lesbians don't like i'm a lesbian trapped in a man's body yeah right (laughs) wait (laughs) that would be the trans person that's what they would be saying a weekly speed dating event created by and for lesbians in the uk has been axed after organizers were accused of transphobia with activists insisting transgender women 
should be allowed to participate. They should be. Just speed them on through. No, 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 no. You're out. Bring in the real lesbian. One of the first questions. They should just have their own thing. Do you have, have, uh, you know, these parts or those parts? Yeah. And I think the point of the lesbian speed dating is so they don't have to, like, we can skip past the, the what gender are you question. It's like, this is just, you know. I just want to say, because I'm on the air on nationally syndicated talk radio, I just want to say... Lesbian fur trading disco. What? Okay. Yeah. Just uh, want to say it? I did, because okay. uh, we used that as a working title for one of our songs at one of my bands back in the day. We had a whiteboard Fur trading? In Lesbian fur trading disco. Okay. Uh, one of the things one of my bass players was really good at is putting words together that had no obvious connection to each other. Uh, uh, now, you could insinuate fur trading and lesbian to I something, did. you know. Yeah, something, that's but, what I did. But, I was trying to get to the disco but, part. But, but disco? Like, yeah, that really throws you off. You're like, they were trade, And then, like, were they actually, See, was it a sexual fur trading or were they actually, like, trappers? Yeah. Right? They just happen to be lesbian and they show up See, with, to this disco with pelts. So the disco <laughs> part made sense to me because I can totally associate literally anything with a disco. Okay. So. Wow. Anything. Yeah. Anything. Tacos, lesbians. Death metal disco? Yeah. Well, that well, would be strange, but yeah. I could I could make it work. Mm. Disco ball and maybe like one of those checkered floors from Saturday Night Fever and, you know. I'm trying to remember the dude's name. Rick? Moranis. No, no, no. James. Uh, no. Uh, he's a comedian. Uh, he made a song called Disco Duck. No. You're not supposed to. Yeah. That's the mm. forbidden It was It was song. a duck that went to a disco. Quack, quack. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I know the song. <laughs> you know the song. Yeah, so well. I remember when I first discovered that song when I was a kid, I was playing it on the uh, YouTube, and my dad got extremely angry because it was like a trigger from like the late 70s for him, and he was like, turn that song off. Like, oh, not, like wow. that song is outlawed in this house. Like. So it should yeah. be your favorite song then, right? No, if you I kind of appropriately. agree. No, I I, I agree with Rick him. Dees. Rick Dees. He took over for Casey Kasem in the weekly top 40 back in the day whenever Casey, you know, couldn't or wouldn't do it anymore. Rick Dees was also on the old television show Solid Gold. Oh, right? yeah. Yes. Well, yes. I didn't as, know that. For some time as the, the comic. Yeah. They also had Waylon Flowers and Madam. Uh, if you remember those guys. Nope. Okay. Disco it, red light cameras. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I can make it work. <laughs> so when you run a red light, it's like I don't know. Like, yeah. Figure yeah. out if you can make it lights. Yeah, I could. Okay. You get like staying alive, cranked up on the the, the speakers. That's what the cop siren sounds like. Uh, Except no, it's we're gonna kill you. So getting back to this story about the oh, okay. lesbian speed dating event canceled over transphobia, the row erupted last week after event organizer Jenny Watson shared rules for the get-togethers online, saying the meetings were limited to quote. Adult human females, unquote, only. Did she just define a woman? Because <laughs> I know people have been asking. Yeah. I Quotes, think that might be the definition. Okay. Quote, if you are <laughs> male, please refrain from coming to the events. You are not a lesbian. <laughs> she added. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> members, we can spot you from a mile away if you show up, dude. Uh, members of a local activist group in London proceeded to report Watson's comments to her employer 
deeming them transphobic. Oh, my gosh. According to the Mail, in an interview with GB News pundit Andrew Doyle, organizers also said a manager for a pub that hosted the speed dating events worked with opponents to have them terminated. Opponents. The manager was eventually added to an activist group chat where they vowed to do all in their power to have the gatherings canceled. In one message shared by Watson, they went on to propose replacing it with an in-house speed set of dating nights with inclusivity at its heart. Just get a bunch of straight dudes to show up to the trans dating speed dating site. Another organizer, Kate Barker of the LGB Alliance, hmm. a group which claims to promote the rights of lesbians, bisexuals, and gay men as recognized by biological sex. How said, dare they? She was told the move was a commercial decision but argued the chat messages suggested otherwise. Quote, to find out that somebody from the organization that actually owns the pub is in that group, making it their mission to shut down an event held by their own employer, it's a really peculiar situation. To be a lesbian and have a women-only event is seen to be bigoted and exclusionary. What's well, definitely exclusionary. Yeah, yeah, but, but that's the point. Bigoted. And, and that's yeah. the thing. Like, I don't like how everything has to be an inclusive space now like no there is there there is a purpose for exclusivity like this if you're a real lesbian and you don't want to be with a trans woman then you have that right like why are we like it's kind of like creepy let's play to force these women women to like want to you know let's almost play. like segregation was a good thing let's, well i want to go well, okay. all right Let's play opposite game, though. <laughs> Let's play the opposite game. Okay. What if there was a male homosexual speed dating group? I wouldn't show up. You just call it an orgy. And, and trans persons showed up. Yeah. Should they be included in that? It depends what the rules are. Yeah. Are they allowed? Right. If they're not, right. then... Go to a different one right. where you are allowed. Go to where you know? you're wanted. Also, probably that's, that's the not thing, that. You know, yes. So go where I, you're wanted. It's not that difficult to do. So locally, there are women's circles that are holded, are holded, <laughs> that are held about once a month. Hoddled. Um and <laughs> men never show up. How dare they? And it is never an issue. Like did they ever like, order pizza. There were there what were if they no did men. Show up? We'd be That's like, this saying. is a woman's group, like, leave. Like, do they ever order pizza? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Women's groups never uh, order pizza? No. Oh. Well, that's why you don't get the men to show up. Yeah, exactly. That's why we don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if, like, some guy went online and said, like, this woman's group is bigoted because they don't let men in. We would just laugh at them. Okay. No. Would you let in trans Women. Um, you know, and that's a that's a good question. I mean, I'm not the organizer, but if a trans woman showed up, I actually don't think we would care. But it's also it is very different because it's not like speed dating or something like that. Like There's we're not sexual. Yeah, we're not having sex, so most of us probably would. What about a care. trans man? No, be, well, no, because they're the identifying as a man. They, they got have the right parts. They got the right parts, but I don't care about their parts in this context because. Okay. Because you're not having sex. Yeah, because we're not having sex. Okay. So, like, I don't, if I don't have to see you naked, like, why would I care? Right now, I don't are? even want to go to this woman's event. <laughs> I, I was all about to, but now, not anymore. <laughs> no pizza, no sex. No pizza. It's like, what kind of event are you having anyway? This sounds lame. You're probably not going to have any music either, are you? No, there's music. Oh, all right. Is it like a book club or Girly something? Girly music. <laughs> no. We journal. 
it is a book club, just a different kind of book. Uh, over the nearly back to the article over the nearly five years that this speed dating events uh, these speed da- anyway over five years of speed dating <laughs> events be it be it be it <laughs> Watson said that the group had run into problems with transgender participants in the past describing describing one case of inappropriate conduct in the toilets he no. was getting very close to one woman in particular. Then there was some touching involved. I spoke with him, and he wasn't happy about that, Watson said. However, Barker insisted totally that- totally misgendering him. Yeah. However, Barker insisted that it was absurd to label her or other organizers as bigoted or anti-trans, stating that their rules have nothing to do with trans people. We just don't want men to come. There you go. That's the article. Easy. I don't want to be around her either, then. Lesbian fur trading disco. That's right. All right. I said it twice. I think I'll put it in the At notes. least three times, actually. I'll put it in the notes, too. That should yeah. have been the title of the show. Yep. It's, it's too that. That really would have been, yeah. uh, you know, maybe uh, next time. Hey, hindsight is almost 2020. Mm-hmm. Dave Mustaine, anyone? No? Okay. Nope. Do we move on to our number two story? I think Might we should. Might as well. I mean, we've, we've rushed through that when I get to it. We've gone through the number one story. So The number two story. The number two story. From, I don't even, can't even read this website, DW.com. Whatever. Whatever that means. DW is like a drum brand, so this is really weird. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. Das Wunderken. Germany. Oh, God, you know who's going to call now, right? I'm not going to summon him. Well, I think you just did. I mentally summoned someone on my way down the stairs, and I went, nope, not going to put that out there. Nice. Yep. Good job. Put it back in my head. Uh, man smears dog feces on far-right AFD politician. Sorry. Sorry, what? Read it again for her. Germany. Germany. Colon. Okay. Man smears dog feces on far-right AFD politician. Okay, I don't know what AFD stands for. Alternative but... for Deutschland. Okay. I, I still don't know what that means, but you had me at politician and a, dog poop. It's like lawmaker. the Green Party, but you know, on the okay. right side. Oh, oh it's a, just, okay. It's just another political party group yeah. in yeah. Germany. All right. Let's let's hear more. Okay. Germany. Man smears dog feces on far right politician. We heard we'll just that leave part the AFD part. Okay. Out. Okay. Now, now it makes I'm, sense. Yeah. Okay. Now it makes sense. Okay. I'm good. glad Nikki's on board. It's a politician. That's on yeah. It. No, that's exactly. That's all I needed to know. Politician poop. I'm on board. All right. Alternative for Germany lawmaker Beatrix von Storch. Or Very perhaps German stork, because CH could be the case. And I don't know how these things work. I'm not German. I mean, I'm not, I, I don't speak German. Okay. At any rate, uh, Beatrix von Stork, Storch, called the attack disgusting. <laughs> it is kind of disgusting. And said she had filed a complaint. The far right party opposes immigration and green policies. So Beatrix apparently is a, is a lady. Or at least appears a far to be. right politician. They're calling her she anyway. Uh, <laughs> German, doesn't doesn't German, like immigration and green policies. Got it. Yeah, she was smeared with feces during an event. She and police said on Saturday, von Stork. They're trying to fertilize her. Or von Storch is the deputy deputy leader of AFD, which advocates anti-immigration and anti-green policies. She was attacked on Friday in an event hall in the town of Down in the southwestern state of Rhineland. Rhineland? It'd be ironic if she was attacked by an immigrant. (laughs) They're known to do those things in Europe. Or even a non-immigrant. More ironic because she's anti-immigrant. Screw you, lady. Smear. What did Von Storch say and police say about the attack? 
Yesterday, there was another disgusting attack on me and the AFD in Rhineland, Von Storch said in a video published on her account on the platform, Axe. Where did they get her? Well, more commonly known as Twitter. I mean, if you can get that close, you can get it in the face, right? Yeah. Unless you're throwing it, but smeared. No, it says smeared. Yeah. Oh, just on. I thought it was in the face already. Like they That's haven't, what they I haven't specified that yeah. yet. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if they ran right. up and just like rubbed her arm with them, like, dude, you got yeah. close yeah. enough to get it in the face. You know, or they like, like chucked it for, at her shoe or something. Aim for the lips. Yeah. <laughs> we fight with arguments. AFD haters fight with feces, she said. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what despicable means they resort to, we Poo will fight. throwing monkeys. We will fight unwaveringly and now more decisively for the spiritual and moral renewal of our nation. The man was overpowered by police and is now under investigation. Von Storch told the German news agency on Saturday that she had filed a complaint. Dun dun dun. I gotta make a spirit, I'm gonna file a complaint. <laughs> Sounds so effective, right? I mean she's a politician, so what else do you want her to do? She's I mean I would file anything. a complaint, honestly. The I'm man taking to Twitter. The man, apparently the the smearer, alleged smearer was overpowered by police and is now under investigation. What's there to investigate? There was witnesses. Von Storch told the German news agency on Saturday that she had filed a complaint. There we go. She filed a complaint again. How many complaints is this lady filing? Uh, She's a politician, so it's probably the same complaint, just a triplicate, and it's got to go to three different offices and be approved by a committee, and then it's got to go be reviewed by an independent board before it can... As long as she puts the cover letter on the TPS report, we're good. According to a statement issued on Saturday, police estimated that the event had around 80 to 85 participants, while up to 120 people took part in the counter-demonstration outside the hall. Officers said they had spoken with organizers of both events before they were held in order to ensure participants' right to assembly and freedom of speech. Police said that a 35-year-old man entered the event hall and first asked to take a picture with Von Storch. Nice. Well played, sir. And then proceeded to smear her with dog feces. <laughs> they added that the man briefly resisted arrest. So like the <laughs> Sting Palmer, too? Just I've seen this uh, with other activists uh, where they'll like, they'll wear a t-shirt that like opposes the politician's yeah. view. Yeah. And then they'll try, they'll go in and then like yeah. open the t-shirt yeah. Yeah. or open their overshirt and reveal the t-shirt so that the politician, you know, gets their photo taken with a you know i'm with the murderer right yeah you know he likes children or whatever right you know that kind of stuff uh von storch 52 has been the afd's deputy leader since 2015 and has been a member of the bundstag parliament since 2017 before that the Eurosceptic politician was a member of the european parliament a banker and a lawyer oh she sounds like she sucks Yeah, yeah like quality individual here uh, before going into politics, she's also a descendant of the Royal House of Oldenburg that once ruled part of what's now northwestern yeah. Germany. I don't know what that means, but I don't like it. Yeah, me neither. And they don't specify the physical location of the smearing, yeah. sadly. I wonder if there's video. I mean, again, if you, can, if you can get that close, you can get it in a good spot. Yeah. Right? It's like a Trojan horse. Like, oh, I just want to take a picture. Yeah. Schmear. <laughs> This reminds me of the um, of the old ding dong ditch. Okay. Oh, the dog poop one where you set yeah. the dog the bag of dog poop on yeah, fire. Yeah, you put the dog poop inside of like a paper bag mm-hmm. and you know, maybe squirt some lighter fluid on it or Called something. Called the poop poop. I had a lot of lighter fluid as a kid. Okay. 
don't ask me why. Um, and then, yeah, you run up to like a door and you and you set it on fire and you ring the door and you run away and hide in the bushes they and wait for the, it out. They stomp it out and now their feet are covered. <laughs> yeah. Poo. Yeah. I did a lot of that kind of thing as a okay. kid. Do you before. regret any of it? Okay. None. Okay. <laughs> None. <laughs> in fact, I'm still kind of entertained that I did it. Like, you can't get away with that stuff today. No. It's just not possible. There's too many, you Would know, you like the ring camera. All of that. And... Yeah. Ring cameras and, you know, geo-tracking devices on your cell phone and uh, caller ID and, yeah. you know, automatic redial and, you know, all sorts well, of fun stuff. Well, you can do the uh, Star 6 7 still, right? The, um, the block it? Yeah. Okay. That... Uh, Can you? That, I haven't prank called somebody in that, a long time. That does work uh, for disallowing star six nine, which is automatic radar. It does not, however, uh, delete any record of the call that you made. So yeah. if a, subpo- a subpoena were issued to the phone companies in question to see if a call was made from phone A to phone B, mm-hmm. they would definitely be able yeah. to see that it was you who called. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Yeah, prank calls are a thing of the past. What is this ancient sorcery? It's me again, Margaret. We've got more free talk live coming up. Yeah, I wanted to share with you guys. Shared it Thanks, with us. Captain. I want to hog all the and we're But back. you never get your own and we're back. Well, because well, he always shares it with us. I, so this, yeah. this is like, this is his moment. If I wanted it. And he it, shared it, if he I, wanted it. I, I, well, might have, I might have done it once. Once or yeah. twice. Right? Yeah. You know, so uh, if you want Not f- nearly as many times as if you had to dump yourself on air. But yeah. <laughs> if you want to find any of these events yourself, uh, go to freetalklive.com, find the archives, and yeah. go listen to all of the Sunday episodes. Yeah. And, Count them. Figure out how many times Captain had to dump himself, right? Uh, she get Riley to start a count. <laughs> Why don't you hey, just Riley, keep an account? You're Riley, here all the time when it happens. You know, oddly enough, it doesn't happen when you're not here. <laughs> I, must ah, be the, I must be true. the catalyst then. Yeah. Huh. Weird. Interesting. It's like you're the cuss whisperer. <laughs> say it. Say it. Uh, say it. What? You know you want to say it. No, I'm not going <laughs> to. It's bad enough I'm going to have to uh, censor myself reading this next bit. Oh, we're going to do it? Do it. Do it. This from Zero Hedge. I just want to sell booby pictures. Although that's not the word. Booby isn't the word in the... You can't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say that word right there. I'm pointing to it. Don't say that. This word. It rhymes with kitty. Oh. Don't say that. That's one of the naughty words. Yes, don't say that. Uh, I just want to sell booby pictures. Sex workers are effed by crypto. <gasps> what? I Why? thought crypto would be a saving grace for sex workers in the yeah, porn industry. And what's I, the problem? Right. How, how do they get effed by crypto? Which is why, despite the headline, this is a very topical issue. It is. Yeah. yeah. No, it's certainly appropriate for Free Talk Live. Right. 
sex workers who frequently face financial discrimination losing access to payment apps and banking apps such as PayPal, Venmo, and Cash App due to their profession began using cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin as an alternative for payments, which of course bypasses the traditional banking systems and avoids service fees from platforms such as OnlyFans. Which we've kind of advocated for, right? Like if you're going to totally. get ice, if you're yeah. going to get iced out from the mainline banking, and you know, for whatever it is you're doing, right? Even the weed shops, right? That couldn't get bank accounts, right? Right. Just start taking crypto or convert it to crypto and do it however you want. But like, get into this world with us because if they're going to abandon you, we will accept you, right? Yeah. According to data by the Free Speech Coalition, two thirds of sex workers have lost access to a bank account or financial service with 40% having an account closed within the last year. Yep. So uh, as much as governments are targeting, uh, you know, I don't know, like Free Talk Live, for example, the Crypto6.com, find out more about that if you want to, uh, and other, you know, uh, crypto ATM providers, right? Anyone who has bought and sold cryptocurrency at any point, they're, they're, they're scrutinizing all these people. Or even some form of services that we used to talk about a lot that they're cracking down on. They're like, okay, it's not worth it anymore because right. the regulations. Right. Uh, and so they're also apparently cracking down on sex work. 40% have had an account closed by financial services in the last year. Which, as the oldest profession, always gets cracked down down on at some point right like even only fans during that one brief period of time was like mastercard won't process for us anymore so all your sexual content needs to be removed like what that's the whole point of the website you yeah. can't do that i just want to sell booby pictures said ali eve knox a professional dominatrix and fetish performer i never wanted to become an expert in financial discrimination uh well sorry welcome to government yeah. Yep. You know, and you don't have to be a sex worker to feel that. There's a bit of a tweak well, They're getting here. hit harder because you, you can still get a bank account. I right? can, yeah. Like whatever you're doing in your life, you can probably still get a bank account. Right. Unless you're doing something like this. Right. Uh, there's a bit of a tweet here. I'm just going to read a part of it. After starting out in sex work in 2014, Knox, like others in the field, has become something of a financial pariah. The first to ban her were the payment apps PayPal, Venmo, and Cash App, which prohibit the sale of adult content as policy. But then Knox lost her bank account, too. It took a week to recover her money. Nine years on and 30-plus bans later, Knox is jaded. I don't want to have to know how to run money to different places. I don't want to have to deal with any of this BS. That's according to a quote from Wired. Kind of parallel some of the things the Crypto 6 people went under getting banned mm -hmm. from bank account for bank account. Yep. For what? For selling some Bitcoin. Yeah, for uh, participating in an otherwise voluntary activity, uh, which has no victim. In yep. other words, no harm has come to any individual or anybody's property. Same with the sex there's, work. There's no reason for any of this to be happening. In a lot of cases. Another sex worker, Allie Ray, an ICU worker by training, began posting on OnlyFans when her husband was placed on work furlough. She married a loser. She married what? Or she married a loser. Okay. <laughs> No, people got furloughed, man, during, no, the, no, during the okay. pandemic. He can still be a loser, maybe. I mean, maybe. Uh, after a short period of time, she was making nearly $500,000 per month. Per what? month. What? <laughs> right? I got to find me yeah. one of these chicks. What? I gotta, <laughs> you want a sugar mama? I need a sugar mama so bad. You have He's no like, idea. I'm, I'm really good at taking pictures. If you're bringing it, if you're bringing I do in, film, I do audio, right? <laughs> yeah. You know? If you're bringing in half a million a month. 
You know, yeah, like, you can do whatever you want, girl. Right. Yeah. Uh, this was more than her day job, of course, but she says she quickly ran into trouble. More Half, than a day job. Half a million a month. Yeah. More than, That's like, like more than my yearly salary. Substantially. Substantially. I, substantially. Like, I, I feel like, like that. 20 times my. <laughs> I feel like that's an unbelievable amount of money. Yeah. Uh, you know, perhaps there's a typo yeah, she, fifty grand a month, right? I'm like, honestly, yeah, she, you know? she's not that. I mean, she's hot, but well, not that hot. Like, what is she doing? Well, that's the real question. How many right? feet does she have? Is she like the? Uh, <laughs> is she like the bottle girl? You don't want to know what that is. Yeah, I was like, uh, after her bottle? after her OnlyFans account was discovered by her employer, she was fired. Who cares? You're making five hundred thousand a um, month. Why didn't I, you quit? Okay, yeah. I don't necessarily have an issue with the employer firing her really? because no, because that's up to them. Yeah, if they don't thing. want her posting nudies online, I mean, I get okay. I guess it's one thing if she wasn't doing that prior to being hired, but if she was doing it and they hired her anyway. And then well, she found out know, that would be a different thing. Yeah. If they didn't know, but I, like there was a school teacher too that had an OnlyFans and they fired her because they're like, you're a kindergarten teacher and you're like taking pictures in the classroom, kind of fetishizing the school teacher. Is she thing, taking like, pictures in the classroom? In the classroom. Oh. So like no that's dark obviously in the different. <laughs> Either way. That's obviously a little bit more of an extreme example, but like they have the right to fire her if that's not like... I only had like you know? one mildly attractive teacher in school. Yeah, like that that's it. Right. Like you know, and like nothing right. And like she was attractive because well, all the rest of them weren't. Yeah, right? you know what I mean. So like that, like sort of gave her more attractive status than she probably would have otherwise gotten. If you met her today, when she was how she was then, it would be like a no go. It'd be you know mid, mid for sure. Okay, you know, yeah. I don't know about a no go. That's a Gen Z term. But uh, it probably is. Okay. Yeah. Am I not allowed to advance? In, I don't know, man. <laughs> in, uh, don't tase me, bro. Wait, no, I, that's not Gen Z. I mean, I like I would rarely know how to use mid and is proper it, context. Isn't it based for me to like you know oh, move man. forward in my in my terminology? Captain's been hanging out at too many kindergartens. <laughs> uh, just colleges. Okay. <laughs> Oh yeah, college town. One of, the, one of the benefits of Keaton, New Hampshire, is that it's yeah. a college town. Fair enough. And there do seem to be uh, 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 a plethora, or at least a l- wide variety of selection of uh, beautiful women who are otherwise um, uh, in need of some sort of a daddy. Okay. <laughs> and bars. <laughs> Lots of bars. <laughs> Uh, after her OnlyFans account alcohol on their own yet. was discovered by <laughs> her employer, she was fired. She also found that realtors shunned her. Lenders refused to extend a mortgage, and accountants ghosted her. Yeah, welcome to being self-employed. This has nothing right. to do with... Well, I mean, the first part had something to do with being se- right. like a sex worker, but, you know. Ray eventually established a corporation to run her business through. However, Smart. no major bank would open a business account. She must have found a minor bank or something, right? Uh, left and right, it's been a struggle, she told the outlet. I was very naive. I didn't understand the magnitude of the discrimination. In short, well, before I continue, what has happened is she's been attacked by bureaucrats. Yes. Right? This is because a bureaucratic I'm sure, attack. I'm sure the banks probably don't care. I'm sure it's more of some sort of bureaucratic thing. Or a policy that they'll lose their bank status. Right. Yes, or their or, insurance right. or whatever. Yeah. Yes. In short. Ooh, you, you've got a reputation. Yeah. yeah. 
In a world that embraces the gig economy, where YouTubers and Instagram influencers can become millionaires, sex workers have found themselves in a peculiar form of exile. Given the systemic discrimination throughout the banking sector, many sex workers have turned to cryptocurrency as a means of both strong wealth and accepting payment. As they should. As, as we've re- recommended. Everyone should. Right? Yeah, and if like, everyone just jumped on board, this problem would resolve itself. Yeah, let this be a lesson to everyone. Banks suck. Well, but continue the government is because bad. she's getting effed by the crypto people, too. Well, because she's probably headline. not Let's on a good out. crypto network. For a while, things were great. Digital currencies allowed customers to pay discreetly without supplying personal information, while sex workers now had a way to bypass the banking system entirely. Perfect. Knox, for example, began accepting crypto in 2014, holding up a QR code through which viewers could tip her in crypto. Another sex worker, former escort-turned-porn star Lira Rue, told the outlet that she began accepting crypto in 2015 at the request of clients. Initially, she would exchange the crypto for dollars. However... Hey, baby, I'm a millionaire. (laughs) I've got Bitcoin. However, when new laws came into effect, after which many adult-friendly advertising sites were barred from accepting regular money, she began to pay for ads with crypto, too. So far, so good. So far, so good, yes. By and large, crypto is useful for people that aren't being taken care of properly by government. Seems like a panacea for this particular industry. For sex workers who aren't well-served by banks, it becomes a very useful option. Now, however, thanks to regulatory scrutiny, which has gone into overdrive since the collapse of FTX, crypto exchange. Sons of guns. Sex workers are bumping up against limitations and are finding that decentralized crypto is no more detached from the banking system than traditional currency. What? Mm, I blame the crypto bros. I mean, where? so where are they holding their crypto? Like, what do they have a wallet? Oh, wait. Follow-on statement. Let me reread this sentence. Uh, they are finding that decentralized crypto is no more detached from the banking system than traditional currency, as sex workers are finding it increasingly difficult to convert crypto into dollars. Because the best place to do that is on an exchange. Yeah. Right. Uh, or the most convenient. I won't say best. On-ramp, off-ramp, right? Yeah. This is... Uh, so currently governments have near monopolies on payment, right? In the United States, it's the dollar. If you invent something dollar-like and put it out there and it starts getting used, we saw this with uh, Von Nothaus, the dollar. Liberty Dollar. Yep. Uh, a couple other times it's happened. People have tried to create alternative currencies to the American The American Open Currency Standard. Yeah. Follow uh, up on the Liberty Dollar. The, the government will uh, violent come at you and shut you down and take all your stuff Mm -hmm. right because this is our turf we provide the money i mean yeah right just wait for goldbacks to get big well so goldbacks have gone to great extent to make sure that they aren't competing with the dollar you'll notice that they're not called gold dollars you notice that it doesn't that that the units are different Right, they have the one, they have the five, they have the ten, but they have the twenty-five. They skipped the twenty specifically so they aren't numerated in the same uh, way that dollars are. They're also different sized. You can't confuse them with the dollar. And legally, gold is still legal tender. Mm-hmm. Right, so they, you know, they're doing everything they can uh, in advance. They studied right. all these other the, things. The government, would, the government would never confiscate people's gold. I'm not saying that okay. won't happen. I'm just saying that they have gone out of their way to study all of the failures prior Understood. To, to them in order to make th- their product viable. I am, I am not 
diminishing goldbacks. What, what I'm suggesting is that if they get popular enough to compete with the government currency, not directly compete, right, by yes. confusing people, but if in, in a geographic area, if people start using goldbacks predominantly over the dollar, yeah. right, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Well, they're going to... Government will use what they know. Hopefully we'll find out in New Hampshire after we secede and that becomes our, you know, sort of standard currency. There you go. Right. Anyway, typically uh, this exchange is done uh, in from crypto c- cryptocurrency into dollars through an exchange, which then allows one to withdraw to a traditional bank account. Sex workers are now being banned from crypto exchanges. Because they can't get bank accounts. You get an exchange for as long as you can until they shut your ass down, said Knox. You quickly run out of exchanges, so you sit on a lot of useless money. The whole crypto is permissionless and censorship resistant thing is a bunch of BS, she says. Uh, there's some. I don't. That's not necessarily here. true, though. It seems like she's just going kind of mainstream avenues, and there are right. ways to get your crypto out of a wallet. Without, you know, like there's the the debit cards and the gift cards that you can do. Well, um, which they have been cracking down it. on that we covered mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Debit uh, cards are going away. Yeah. Since since FTX, a lot of these off-ramps and on-ramps for that matter have, have gone away. There's still more on-ramps than off-ramps. It's yeah. easy to convert your USD into cryptocurrency. It's far more difficult to convert your cryptocurrency into USD. Yeah. So when you say, you know, she can sell it, sell it to whom? Who in who in her geographic area yeah. is buying yeah. Yeah. in the quantity she would need to, like, buy groceries at the grocery Pay store? Pay mortgage, whatever. Whatever, yeah. yeah. Student yeah. loans, et cetera, and so on. Uh, in the U.S., full-service sex workers, also known as prostitution, is illegal in every state except Nevada. But pornography and online sex work are legal under the First Amendment, irrespective of this decision. Banking access has been a problem for the entire sex work community since at least the 1960s, says Mike Stable, director of public affairs for the FSC. And the problem has only become more acute. The issue was exacerbated a decade ago by a program launched by the Obama administration under which banks were warned that a collection of industries posed an elevated risk of fraud, including pornography. Thanks, Obama. Now known as Operation Choke Point. Yeah, Choke Point. (laughs) The initiative was found by investigators not to have constituted a deliberate attempt to disrupt disfavored businesses, but is nonetheless said to have led banks to sever ties with the adult sector. So going back to, you know, judge on results, not on intent. Yeah. Right. This is one of those oh unintended consequences of some bureaucratic decision in the Obama administration. And then here's the fallout. Yeah. And, uh, this highlights the lack of freedom that you actually have yeah. and how much control government actually has over yep. your money. Right? Your life's effort, the thing that you work hard to earn and save and invest, uh, it really doesn't belong to you. It belongs to them. Unless Render you have it in Caesar. Yeah. Knox suspects she has ended up on a blacklist at Plaid, a provider of technology plumbing to large crypto exchanges like Gemini, Kraken, and Robinhood. So backbone, uh, okay. you know, back-end technology. Leading to the repeated bans. Freya Peterson, spokesperson for Plaid, says, There's no such list, but that all firms that wish to use its services are subjected to a standard risk assessment process, factoring in the industry in which they operate. How is that any more risky than any other job? You perform a service, you get paid, you deposit the money. It is kind of messed up that they're being discriminated 
in well, this way. Well, it's fraudulent. No. I don't know how sex work is fraudulent. Performed or a service, how, got paid, like, yeah. deposit the money. Yeah, I mean, like, in theory, like, a lot of, like, those OnlyFans girls are paying, like, an arm and a leg in taxes. Like, they're paying yeah. their taxes. So they're doing all of the bureaucratic BS that they're being told to do, and they're still being discriminated against. Yes. You know, like, there's absolutely no reason why this chick can't open a bank account. Yeah. And then it gets risky if you don't let them open the bank account, because then they got wads of cash everywhere. Well, when you think about it, I mean, if she's doing online services, even then, yeah. I mean, how is she even going to accept She can't. She's got to accept crypto. Yeah. And then how do you convert it, right? When banks blacklist sex workers, they rarely justify their actions. In one case, porn star Alana Evans, president of the Adult Performance Artists Guild, was they told- have a union. <laughs> was told by Wells Fargo that her account, opened in the mid-1990s, would be closed- as part of ongoing reviews related to the bank's responsibility to manage risks. What would happen if they ever went on strike? Uh, it says, after being a customer since 1993 and never going negative once, Wells Fargo sent me this letter. After 30 years, they're closing my accounts. I'm being removed for being a sex worker. In one week, I'm fired from a vanilla job and I'm losing my bank account. The industry lockout means that sex workers can't enjoy the convenience factors provided by Venmo or other payment platforms and forces them to rely on OnlyFans and Fansly. I don't know what Fansly is. Must be a competitor to OnlyFans. Which handle payouts, but not before taking a sizable chunk of their income first. Sounds like government. Mm -hmm. Or a pimp. At least OnlyFans does provide, you know, like a service. Yeah, Yeah. a platform. A platform. Uh, given this environment, many sex workers turn to friends or spouses or pimps to act as a custodian of their finances, exposing them to potential abuse. Yeah. Right. Once, once you can't go through the uh, the established system, uh, then you push all of that underground. Yep. So by you know mitigating some unknown risk factor of that doesn't really exist that doesn't really exist, you are actually creating a more a potentially fraudulent environment where more people could get hurt and or defrauded because they got to go underground now. They don't care about what's going to happen to these women or these sex workers. Obviously they don't. Yep. You know? Yeah. So, and they would be the victim in the latter case. They want to discourage the sex work and so they make it as hard as possible. When they came for the sex workers, I did not stand up because I was not a sex worker. Oh, okay. Right? I mean, this is where this is going. I try not to stand up in that condition either, but. Go well, <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is little tent uh, libertarianism, not big tent libertarianism. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, one of the ways traffickers control victims is by controlling their finances, said Jessica Van Meer, founder of Mint Stars. Yeah, and turn adult, all the money over to the pimp, an adult-friendly NFT subscription platform, and a PhD candidate at Harvard specializing in women's informal labor. The irony is that banks exclude sex workers largely for a fear of liability for sex trafficking. But by discriminating against sex workers, they put them at a higher risk for sex trafficking. sex trafficking. Yeah. How effed is that? Stupid. Yeah. And the more government cracks down on this type of stuff, right, uh, not just limited to sex work, but to uh, anyone conducting business in, like, cryptocurrencies and stuff yeah. like that. Again, uh, you can go back to the dispensaries, right? And they're not a- they're not able to get uh, banks in a lot of places, or weren't for a long time, right? And they were just 
in some places this, still aren't all this cash because yep. they got to take cash because they can't get processors. Yep, and it's a you know it's at risk for being robbed because everyone knows that these places have a lot of cash. On That's it. where these sex workers can go. They can go to the dispensaries and go, "Hey, can you? Yeah, trade they should me? team up. There you go. Can they you trade me up. for some crypto? Problem solved. Right, and then and then they would yeah. If one has too much cash and one doesn't have enough, why they seem like perfect. Uh, uh, barter partners. There you go. Right. I mean, though, that, that's like most people's two favorite things: sex and drugs. Yeah. How do we and get rock, rock and roll, roll involved? There you go. <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> I, that's where you come in, Captain. <laughs> do I got to become like a a promoter that only accepts crypto for tickets or something? Uh, I guess so. You just play. We turn a dispensary into a venue and have strippers. Man, I played a. Actually, a, sounds pretty radical. I played a a place in Portland, Oregon. That it was amazing. Um, it's an all ages venue, but it's bring your own bottle. Okay. Right. So they don't sell, they'll sell like, you know, mixers, Coca-Cola juice, water, you know, that kind of a thing. They might have food. Um, although I don't know that I'd eat there, but it was a strip club. (laughs) An all ages strip club? Uh, Well, 18 plus. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, strip club. Uh, so, but the drinking age was 21. Mm Mm-hmm. So, but they would have bands. They'd book mm-hmm. all sorts of rock and metal and punk and have bands. And so somebody's like, hey, come play this venue. We didn't know what you're we getting into. And so we go down and we play this thing and, and we're like, what? It's a, it's a venue. It's a strip club. It's bring your own bottle. And like, there's, I'm intrigued. People underage here. And like, it's, this is weird. We're not used to this type. It was one of the most free environments. Cool. One of the free, freest venues I've ever played. And it was cool because like you're playing on stage and you got strippers on either side doing the pole dancing yeah. and stuff like that. It's pretty great. Nice. Oh. Wow. It's as if the show was meant to end right now. Serendipity has kicked in. Or just time because that's how time works. <laughs> Thank you, Richie Rich. Okay. Thank you to Nikki. Thank you to our producer. Thank you to myself. Thank you to our callers and our listeners. This has been Free Talk Live. If you missed any part of the program, find the archives on Free Talk Live. Thanks and peace. This is Mark Edge with Free Talk Live. Mark Warden with PorcupineRealEstate.com is one of the best real estate agents I've ever worked with. I've been through about two dozen real estate transactions in my life, and I feel like I know what I'm doing, but there's always the things that you don't know that you don't know. Mark Warden with PorcupineRealEstate.com found a problem with the house that I was buying that ultimately saved me $65,000. He's a consummate professional, holds his people to his own high standards, and I would unequivocally recommend him for any real estate purchase in New Hampshire. Don't sell yourself short. Contact porcupinerealestate.com.